Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakimia McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SK80. Once again, at SK80, that's S I D K I D A 0. That's S I D K I D A 0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, you can catch any of our five other five live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you happen to miss it, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, you can follow them on sports, social media, on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports on Chicago on on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch an uh, audio version of this show, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. Uh, we can be found on all podcast platforms, including that iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. W-A-R-R on Anchor. One more again, as you young folks would say. Mm-hmm. W-A-R-R on Anchor. That's War on Anchor on those podcast platforms. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at WAR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on Jackly Fun, and we have very definite opinions. And you have, a, have an opinion about any of our topics on today's show, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakino will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll, and or do something stupid it was something that we do not approve of lakina will give you the tristan thompson boot bye-bye and there'll be no kardashians involved (laughs) on that note uh, (laughs) on that note let's start off talking about the chicago bulls lakina they are now 39 and 21 on the season and if you go by my math they are 11 victories away from reaching uh reaching 50 wins for the entire season, which I predicted on the show between 48 and 50 uh, way back in, in October. Go back and uh, look up on the, on YouTube for that one. But the Chicago Bulls last night took care of the Atlanta Hawks by the score of 112 to 108. DeMar DeRosa was the man again for Chicago, scoring 37 points in 37 minutes of action, including two or three from three-point range, 15 to 21 overall. Zach Levine, his cohort and, and, and an all-star from this season, 20 points in 36 minutes of action. Speaking of Tristan Thompson, in 13 minutes, he had 11.6 rebounds in the steal and quickly became a fan favorite at the UC. Kobe White off the bench had 
had nine points on four ten shooting in twenty minutes of action. And Nikolai Vucevic, uh, the whipping boy of Bolts Twitter, had twelve points and ten rebounds. Lakita, this contest started off hot for Chicago, but the Atlanta Hawks uh, kept up. They took briefly took the lead in the third quarter, but it was Demar Derozan that bailed the Bulls out last night with a couple of key buckets. Yeah, yeah, and you know, he continues to he kind of picked up right where he left off in the all before the all star break. It's just amazing what he's been he's been able to do, and he's finally getting some love nationally, which I think that's a good thing. He's more than earned it. I think he's deserved to be in the in, in the MVP discussion. And, and mm-hmm. look, I, I feel like this was one of those games where the Bulls, you know, they were you know Atlanta was sort of like one of those barn burners, and I think this mm-hmm. is sort of the kind of game that usually the Bulls would lose about half the time, but. You know, they didn't. And look, you know, let's give some love to the, the rookie Io. Io DeSumo, uh basically kind of handcuffed uh, Troy Young. You know, he made some big, you know, big defensive soft, made some big shots late. And, had him on skates a couple of times. Yes, he did. So you know, that means for those of you scoring at home, he means that uh, we mean by having him on skates was uh, Io DeSumo crossed him up and Trey Young went the opposite direction. Continue. Well, you know, break, break, his, break his ankles, basically. That's what they There you go. There you go. Like yeah. <laughs> You know, version of, of what he did, but yeah, I mean, he did make some defensive stops and look, Tristan Thompson, you know, became, you know, you know, did what he's supposed to do. We kind of brought it for, he got 11 points, mm-hmm. four defensive rebounds, you know, six rebounds total, you know, made a key steal late. And, you know, some of his comments, you know, like he said, so he's quickly becoming like a fan favorite and he's sort of being that utility uh, guy that the Bulls have been missing. And it's sort of one of those things where he and Booch are prone to be a pretty good chance. Again, mm-hmm. it's still they're feeling with the this is only their first game together, so we'll see how it gets better and better. I mean, you have like two guys, two big guys kind of like in the, you know, mm-hmm. at the point so that you know, they can kind of you know, take turns, you know, maybe if one guy's being distracted, the other guy can kind of pick up the slack. So and I think this is sort of, you know, this is why they brought, you know, Thompson in. So it's gonna be very, you know, you know, cool how that, you know, transpired yesterday. And look at and looking at Zach, you can kind of tell he started, started still trying to find, find his rhythm a little bit from the knee. He had 20 points. Mm-hmm. Bush had a double-double. So it's sort of there's a great deal you know, team win for the Bulls. And it's look, it's getting to a point where you know, they got 21 games left and they, they got a pretty tough schedule. They got a tough schedule coming up this weekend. So, but I think you know, you're in a good spot if you're the Bulls right now. You're still right there in, in, in first place because you know Miami didn't play last night. But again, you know, let, let's give credit to credit to what DeRozan, what he's doing. We talked about this all season long, Lakina, even before the injuries and COVID took over the Bulls uh, back in mid to late December. We talked about the lack of defense in the interior, and Trisha Thompson brought that energy last night in his first game. And we cannot wait as Bulls fans to see how Alex Caruso plays with him and also Alonzo Ball at the point guard position. Yeah, Like you mentioned just a second ago, give Ayo Dusumu the rookie credit for um, doing what he's been doing. He's starting to improve mm-hmm. his jump shot a little bit. He still has a long way to go, but Io can definitely run the team. He can still pass his ass off, excuse my French, but he can distribute the ball within the flow of the office, and he's bringing it on the defensive end. As I said during our NBA preview show back in October because of the injury to Kobe White to start the year, any playing time that Io DeSumo earns the uh, gets – uh, throughout the early part of the season is going to benefit him. Now with the injuries to Caruso and Ball, Io DeSumo is now starting and he's learning, basically learning on the job. And he's picking things up quite well. I'm not saying he's going to be a full-fledged star yet, but you're starting to uh, see some signs that he could be a, a productive NBA player. We saw it again last night. And so I, when once Alonso Ball and Caruso come back, I really uh, can't wait to see how this team meshes. And they're going to have a little bit over a month to do so before the playoffs start in April. 
which is, I think that's what you want to see if you're a Bulls mm-hmm. fan. You know, see what see what Theo Demar has done. He's a seventh player in NBA history last night with eight straight 35 point games. He joins the lights of Wilt, Elgin Baylor, MJ. Kobe, LeBron, and James Harden. We'll get to him in a second. But yeah, that's a pretty pretty impressive uh, company he's keeping there on that list. So it's sort of one of those things where, I'm, look, I'm glad that DeMar is finally getting some love, but I kind of feel like it's okay. Let, let's, you know, I'm sure he's using all this as motivation. The fact that, you know, people thought that it was going to be a bad signing and mm-hmm. you know, we went through all this, you know, already. So yeah. you know, I feel like we're kind of, you know, rehashing stuff here, but you know, he and Zach were going to mesh well together, and it didn't, you know, he ended up with the Bulls offense and such. We all, I think he's mm-hmm. he's doing pretty well so far, folks. And the fact that he's been kind of like, he's had to step up sometimes, you know, with guys being out due to COVID and, you know, everything else and injuries and such. So with only, with the Bulls only having 21 games left now, you know, 22 games, I should say, left now. And I think it's, you know, they got a pretty tough schedule coming up. I think, you know, you've, you've passed the first big test so far in Atlanta. Let's see if they can keep it up. And also, too, we, we talk about DeMar DeRozan. I mentioned this in the early part of the season when the Bulls got out to that hot, hot start. It's okay that DeMar DeRozan is the man. And it's okay because Zach Levine was that guy for the last two or three years when the Bulls didn't have any talent around, uh, capable talent around him. That's okay because if DeMar DeRozan, because we talked about this as well, teams were starting to um, defend him, especially when he takes that free throw line jumper, that elbow jumper, uh, when Zach wasn't there. The defense collapsed on DeRozan. The Bulls didn't know what to do. Now that DeRozan, DeRozan has the ball in his hands and Zach is back, it opens things up that much more for Zach Levine. And you're going to see that down the stretch, especially come playoff time. See how you know how this team sort of continues to kind of get better and better. And hopefully, since you know both both Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso were arts, you know, doing some light workouts and such, that they haven't been. And also, to Patrick Williams, you know, they have, yeah, they haven't been. You know, he hasn't been cleared for contact yet, but he's sort of. You know, Billy Donovan said he's kind of on his way. So we might get them at full strength, you know, in like the next like maybe month. So I think this is going to be one of those things where you're kind of like, okay, we finally get to see this team. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, we'll finally get to see this team at full strength. Now they got a tough one tomorrow against John Morant in Memphis. I know John Morant, John's a little bit banged up. I think he, you know, twisted his ankle a little bit, but you know, it looks like, but he didn't come back into the game last night. So hopefully, you know, you know, we may see them at full strength and, you know, the, you know, Memphis, you know, had a nice, you know, great game last night. They played Miami on Monday, you know, in Miami. So, you know, the funny, a lot of tech hours, as we call them here, on, uh, <laughs> second city sports. But yeah, it's sort of one of those things where you're like, okay, let, let's see how they do. Cause they got a murderer's row schedule. They still gotta, they still gotta play Philly. You know, they gotta play Milwaukee twice. They gotta play Utah, you know, and, and Phoenix. We'll see. We'll get to them in a second. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like okay, let, let if they could get at least, a, and we've talked about this too, you know, during our roundtable, if they can get at least a five hundred, I, I think you know, I give be right there, so like in that top two or three range in the East, they got a pretty good spot. I mean, you don't you don't want to have to praise Brooklyn because I'm sure Brooklyn's probably going to make a run. You don't mm-hmm. want to. We'll see where Philly is by then. We'll see where um, the Cavs are at that point. So it's not going to be easy. But like I said, none of the teams. With the exception of maybe, you know, maybe Philly and Brooklyn once, you know, once Ben Simmons comes back and such. But no one really scares me in the East, at least right now at this point. 
You're listening to Second City Sports on the Friday edition. We're live in the 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago City. Lakina with you talking Bulls in the NBA. Lakina uh, wrapping up uh, the recap from last night's win for Chicago over Atlanta, 112 to 108. For Atlanta, Danilo Gallinari led, led the team with 26 points off of 10 and 18 shooting. You mentioned Trey Young. He struggled last night, only scoring 14 points, so 3 of 17 shooting. 0 for 5 from three-point range, but he did dish out 10 assists. Click Capella, their starting big man, had 14 points, 17 rebounds, and 29 minutes of, of action. But um, Bogdan Bajanovic had 27 points off the bench off a of 5 of 12 shooting from three-point land. And like I mentioned before, Atlanta kept it close at, at the end, uh, until the end. But uh, DeMar DeRosa was a man again for Chicago, and uh, the Bulls uh, pulled out pulled out the win over uh, an Atlanta team that pretty much had been underachieving so far this, this year. They are now four games under 500. Lakina, let's go to the NBA abroad by reviewing some of the key games from last night. Mm-hmm. It was the Pistons 106, uh, the Cavaliers 103. Uh, Cleveland's not starting off on a good note uh, coming out of the All-Star break, but I still think they are going to be trouble for somebody in that first round. Will they finish in that top spot? No, but I, I still believe they're going to be a, a more of a competitive team. I know Darius Garland is injured right now. I know Karis Levert is injured too. So hopefully those guys will not be out for long. But if they are, Cleveland is going to be in big trouble. The first game on the TNT uh, docket from last night, uh, you mentioned we'll get to James Harden, and there's some other news coming out of the Brooklyn camp. Of the, but the Boston Celtics defeated the New Jersey Nets. Uh, ooh, I said New Jersey. The Brooklyn Nets once again, the mm-hmm. second time in a couple of weeks. This time, one twenty nine to one hundred six. You mentioned uh, we we mentioned the the Brooklyn Nets making the run once Kevin Durant comes back soon. But there was some uh, other news that came out of the Brooklyn Nets camp. Uh, the New York City mayor is, is will start to uh, lift the vaccine. Um, um, requirements and vaccination cards requirements. We already started to see that uh, in other parts of the country, including here in Chicago and the state of Illinois. And I know some pundits and some experts are predicting that Kyrie could play his first home game at the Barclays Center March 13th to 15th, somewhere around that time. We'll see what happens with that. Of course, Ben Simmons did not play last night. I know the Brooklyn is supposed to play in Philadelphia in a couple of weeks. Some people think, including Danny Green, his former teammate, are thinking that he won't be play, playing in the game. We'll get into that in just a second, but Brooklyn desperately needs Kevin Durant. Yeah, and also, too, uh, Dragas, too. We'll see. He didn't play last night, but we'll see. He'll be mm-hmm. able to play their next game. But, yeah, I mean, and, and look, you know, Boston, you yeah, know, they, they lost before the All-Star break. I mean, look, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum is still, you know, he had 30 points and, and such, so he's kind of been sort of putting the team on his back. The Celtics have Al Horford still, you know, he's still you know, still playing and he's still doing well with, the, you know, he had a double-double 11 and 13 but you know, Brooklyn, I mean, this is not how you wanted to start the All-Star, you know, coming back from the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that, you know, they need Kevin Durant back. You know, we'll see how Dragas fits in with the team. And look, Andre Drummond, he's doing what he can. That's why they brought in, they're bringing in Dra- you know, mm-hmm. Dragas. So, yeah, I think they really need KD back. And I think it's still like he's still going to be out for another couple of weeks, KD, I mean. So it's going to be one of those things where you're, you're kind of like, okay, so you, you hope. You hope that they can get it together. I know some people, you know, myself included, feel that Brooklyn can get a run together, but mm-hmm. they really need to. And you know, with Eric Adams, who's the who's the New York City mayor, you know, kind of rolling back the uh, vax mandate. I mean, now we'll probably see Kyrie, and then maybe they can play consistently together. He and KD, and once you know Simmons comes back, I'd, you know, maybe next week. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies early, Lakina and John Moran being banged up. Of course, the Memphis will travel to Chicago to take on the Bulls tomorrow night. The Grizzlies lost their first game back from the All-Star break, losing to the Minnesota Timberwolves 119-114. to Lakina, uh, I remember you asking me early in the season, uh, what did I think about the Minnesota Timberwolves? I said, check back with me in the month, and that was back early in the season. Uh, they're still hanging around. I know they have Carl Anthony Towns, your three-point shooting champion from All-Star Weekend. You still have D'Angelo Russell. You have second-year man Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, who's just exploded onto the scene. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to count this team out as far as making the playoffs yet. It's still going to be a crowded field between them, San Antonio, and New Orleans. But as long as Minnesota continues to play 500 ball, they should make the playing tournament with no problem. Yeah, they really should, and they've been very impressive. Also, too, they're – you know, look, they're showing the Planar show for the new owner, so you got to think that yeah. that's playing a little bit. <clears throat> that's playing a little bit of a part as well. You know, once once uh once job you know was uh was injured, they they kind of I don't want to say they kind of fell off, but you know Minnesota was able to kind of put a run together and they held off um the Grizzlies. So you know not not a good start. So you got to think that they're not going to be in the good mood the Grizzlies are when they play the Bulls tomorrow. But we'll see what happens there. But yeah, nice win for Minnesota. Keep up, keep pace with you know being right there for that play in. The Phoenix Suns, as we told you on our show on Monday, uh, they're going to be without Chris Paul six to eight weeks. But the, their early schedule coming out the All Star All Star break, they should be able to collect some wins. They started off in the on the right note last night, defeating the Oklahoma City Thunder one twenty four to one hundred four. Look, this is sort of a good way to kind of get yourself started with life without CP three and uh, Booker. Devin Booker, I think he knows that he's probably going to have to pick up the slap for. CP3, I mean, he becomes the just the first, you know, the first player since you know Jason Kidd did in the 01 to have at least 25 points, 10 assists, and five steals. And the Suns are now one, are now five, no, I should say, since CP3 has joined the joined the team. So, some people have you know mentioned that. So maybe they won't get too far off the rails with you know CP3 gone. But yeah, this is a nice win. And I think playing against OKC, you know, you know that team you should be without CP3. So that really wasn't a big problem. But I think if you're Phoenix, I think you can gain your confidence more and more because you're going to be without CP3, I mean, for a while. Uh, in the second half of the TNT doubleheader last night, the Golden State Warriors went into Portland and laid it down on the injured trailblazers, 132-95. to Not really surprised. I mean, you, you heard if you heard uh, Steph Curry's com- comments with Allie LaForce after that game, he said that he didn't play well. So, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. How we heard that a few times this year. Yeah, <laughs> the I know. Golden State Warriors should continue to roll. Yeah, I was to say, I mean, they, they beat him by like almost like over 30, like almost 30 points. But, you know, but you know how you know how Steph is. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I mean, OK, he'll OK. It's a big deal. He'll had he had uh, had uh, 18 points. Oh, four, but he had 14 assists. So. You know, that helps mm-hmm. a little bit. And he got a lot of contributions. And he got a lot of contributions. I mean, uh, Jonathan Kamung- Kaminga. Yeah, he's has, been playing very well over the last yes, few weeks. Yes, he has. He's been a really good, good, you know, sort of, you know, six guy off the bench, if you will, for Golden State. And look, they're still, you know, Clay and Steph, you know, they're still trying to kind of, and remember, too, Draymond's not out there either. So he might be, he's going to be out <laughs> for another couple of weeks, too. So dressing him as an RB member of the Spinners, <laughs> as yeah, Ernie Johnson uh-huh. said last week. <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So he's going to be still going to be Whenever you call bit. me, I'll be um, there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying we, we can't pay for the rights, Sid. So, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I look. I think if you're, your goal is to say this is a nice start, I think once now that we're you know, back from the break, hopefully they can kind of start 
meshing well a little bit more. You can kind of tell they're still trying to find their way, the Splash Brothers are. So, but this is a nice one for Portland. I know Portland, this is not how they wanted to start. You know, hope they're hoping that maybe they can kind of make a play for that, that, you know, that play in. But this is not how you want to start off, you know, the second half or like just, I should say the third, the two thirds through the season. <laughs> Yeah, and if should Portland make a run, will Damian Lillard come back this year? Uh, there's uh, questions that need to be answered in the, in the great Pacific Northwest. We'll see what happens with that squad. And wrapping up the Thursday night schedule from last night, the different Nuggets defeated the Sacramento Kings 128-110. to Lakina, uh, one point on both teams won. Uh, as we said in, on our last show, it's going to be a law jam in the middle of the West of the conference between Utah, Dallas, and Denver. I know we'll get more into it on the other side uh, of this timeout. But uh, Denver did what they had to do in Sacramento. <laughs> mm-hmm. WTF shaking my head. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, there's really no nothing you can say about Sacramento at this point. You thought that maybe they were trying to, you know, you know they trade for some bonus and a couple other guys, you know, you wonder that maybe they were probably trying to make a run for the play-in, I guess. You know, I know uh, Demas Sabonis had 33, you know, leading the way there. But, you know, Harrison Barnes only had 14. And Excuse me, I can't talk today. I can't talk today. I thought De'Aaron Fox had 20. But, uh, yeah, it was sort of one of those things where it was sort of a strange game, but Denver was able to pull away late. So, you know, it really wasn't that big of a factor. But. You wonder, you know, what what is Sacramento doing? I think that's what people are wondering. Like, what what it, what is it that Sacramento is doing? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, you thought that they made these trades, and you wonder, like, okay, what 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 are they what are they trying to accomplish here? But I, who 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 knows what Sacramento? I mean, even you know, a different regime, only you know, same Tom Fleury, I guess. We'll give you the preview of the NBA schedule coming up for this weekend. Also, too, we'll get into some college basketball. The final lineup, are they still one of the top teams in the Big Ten? Can they still seriously make a run at the Final Four? We'll give you the answers to those questions and more as you're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in 11 color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. Thebookmap.com presents the Sports Flash, powered by the Score app on 1330 and 95.9, Sports Zone Chicago. Men's basketball this weekend, 12th-ranked Illinois, won at number 19 Michigan State, 79-74. Jacob Grandison with 24 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. The Illini now 19-7 on the year and 12-4 in the Big Ten. Northwestern lost at Minnesota, 77-60. Pete Nance with 18 points in the loss as the Wildcats dropped to 5-11 in the Big Ten, 12-13 overall. The Blackhawks fell to the Florida Panthers yesterday, 5 to two, the third straight loss for the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago is back home on Thursday when they play host to the New Jersey Devils. Bulls are back home Thursday to host Atlanta. Download the Score app today. Lightning fast sports alerts so you never miss a thing. I'm John Thayer on 1330 and 95.9 Sports Zone Chicago. For your consideration, the most exciting debut of the season, unlike anything you've ever seen. It's the new Staples Connect Store. Critics call it jaw-dropping. Victoria Adams of Retail Review says, I laughed, I cried, I redesigned my logo and bought an Xbox. Staples Connect has it all. New small business services, innovative tools to work and learn from anywhere. It will change the way you think about Staples. Staples Connect, now open at 5665 West Wilshire, one block east of the La Brea Tar Pits. Learn more at staplesconnect.com LA. 
Dell Technologies President's Day business sale has arrived. For a limited time, save up to 45% on all our latest gear to work from anywhere with fast free shipping. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business, so now's the time for incredible savings on PCs, along with servers, monitors, and docks, all with free shipping and quick installation and setup through Dell Installation Services. Get started by shopping online or contacting your Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Again, the number to call is 877-ASK-DELL. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. If you want to follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG, you do so at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. If you have a question or comment for us uh, during our NBA Bulls Power Hour, NBA Bulls Power Hour, or any of our topics during today's show, we're now with less than 90 minutes remaining. You can you can go to on Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's get right back into the NBA talk by giving give you guys the schedule for this upcoming weekend from the National Basketball Association. We'll start with tonight's action, which is Friday. For those of you listening back on our podcast edition, the Toronto Raptors at 32 and 25, they'll take on the Charlotte Hornets uh, at 6 o'clock. Charlotte trying to get back in that uh, playoff race there. They've been struggling on hard times the last few weeks. They are 29 and 31 on the year. At 6 o'clock tonight, OKC will travel to Indiana to take on the Pacers. At 6 o'clock, the two worst teams in the NBA will do battle, Orlando and Houston. We won't get into that. At 6 o'clock, these two teams are still in the playing tournament in their respective conferences. That's San Antonio at our nation's capital to take on the Washington Wizards. At 6 o'clock, I know ESPN is kicking themselves in the pants with this one, but this is the first game of their Friday night doubleheader tonight. The Miami Heat will go to MSG to take on the struggling New York Knicks. Oops, oops, oops. Yeah, I think, I think early on I thought maybe I'm sure they were hoping that maybe they could flex that game out. But, you know, hopefully they can get – you know, hopefully they can get – I mean, this is going to be uh, Miami's first game back, so I'm sure they're ready mm-hmm. to go and want to prove they're ready, for, they're ready for that top seed in the East. You can also follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter, those folks. So, sorry, I was muted earlier. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so this should be a, a – it should be okay. I know there's a lot of upheaval in New York right now, but we'll mm-hmm. see if they can finish strong. Philadelphia and Minnesota, that should be a vote. I'm sure they wish they had this game instead, ESPN. Yes, so, yes. You know, you know, Joel Embiid versus Carl Anthony Towns, come on now. Uh, yeah, the debut and- of James Harden tonight in the Sixers uniform. Yeah, that should, yeah so ha-ha. So sorry, ESPN, you kind of messed up there. but go, uh, go, Real quick, Lakina, going back uh-huh. to that Knicks Heat game. You know they're going to put Stephen A. Smith on the telecast. Oh, and no, and heaven forbid that the Knicks get blown out. How many times you'll hear uh, the the chant "fire Coach Tips" from oh, that sellout crowd at MSG? Oh, Jesus, oh god! <laughs> you might, yeah, you might hear that ch- chant before the, the, the start of the third quarter. But uh, <laughs> I'm done. The only done. <laughs> this is atrocity. <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix second second half of back to back. They host New Orleans, of course. Is, remember, folks, this is just a thing where you know this is a COVID thing, and they want to make sure they live in the travel. So don't worry, folks. I know some people thought that way, but then they just didn't just. Don't worry, folks. Don't worry. 
don't worry, folks. Don't worry. They play OKC. So this is sort of like how they set up the uh, the scheduling. So no worries there. But uh, Dallas and Utah, that should be a fun one. This should have been the game that should be on ESPN as well for the second half, that doubleheader. But again, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Uh, and what is going to be part of the ESPN doubleheader tonight is the Battle of Los Angeles. Both teams are kind of right there in the, um, in the play. And you got both the Clippers and the Lakers. That should be interesting. I mean, the Clippers actually beat the Lakers the last time they played, so should be a fun one down there at the uh, – I'm not going to call it that corporate name. It's not – that's not happening. I'm probably also going <laughs> to call it the Staples Center. That ain't happening, but go on, Sid. Go, go on, uh, Sid. A <laughs> couple of notes about this uh, game tonight. Uh, the Clippers, call me crazy, Lakina, but uh, – and I'll give him credit for what he did last year, but I'm giving him more credit this year due to the circumstances. Teron Lou has been doing a, a hell of a job mm-hmm. with this Clippers team, especially – this year uh, and, and somehow if they get into the in, into the playoffs they could cause some trouble for somebody i'm not saying they're going to win a series or anything like that but they could cause some trouble for some people you have uh young players uh on that team that's been rising up terrence man you saw what he did in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year he was not he was rewarded nicely with a contract contract extension he's really been playing tough. his tail off this year you still have reggie jackson and luke canard is having a career year it's nice for him to get out of detroit <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> And well, on the yeah. flip side, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. And on the flip side for the Lakers, uh, there's been uh, the Blaine game all week. Listening to LA Sports mm-hmm. Radio, uh, <laughs> who's at fault? Uh, LeBron James's camp in Clutch Sports or Rob Palenka and the management in Genie Bus, who owns the team? <laughs> LeBron James of- didn't get his way uh, at trade deadline time for game uh, for uh, trading Russell Westbrook. Now everybody's playing the Blaine game. I I didn't say this, but I said this. Who did this? Who did that? I don't want nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's just a mess. Yeah, this is one of those things where you got to think there's enough blame to go around. So I think people need to kind of like, you know, stop with the finger point and just hopefully they can get it together. Mm-hmm. You know, these last, you know, 22 games that they have, and hopefully they can make a run to be kind of like get out of that, get out of that uh, playing. But again, we'll see. And look, it's unfortunate that Ty, you know, Ty Lue probably won't get any consideration for coach of the year as he should mm-hmm. because of the fact that, you know, PG's out, Kawhi's out. There's rumors that they, they might be back in a few weeks. You know, we'll see. But they look, I mean, the Clippers have been doing their thing. So, you know, to hang on. So it's kind of be right there. So we'll see if they can go up. You know, it's a very deep Western Conference. So we'll see what happens. Let's go to Saturday's schedule, which is tomorrow. We have a rare uh, noon Eastern time start. It will be the Boston Celtics traveling to Detroit to take on the Pistons at 11 o'clock Chicago time. The, uh, the Pistons had this schedule an early Saturday afternoon game once before early in the season. You know why? Because they play in the same arena as their hockey team neighbors, the Detroit Dead Wings, so in a little season arena in downtown Detroit. So that's why the Pistons are playing early tomorrow morning, Chicago time. At 6.30 p.m. tomorrow night, it's the Raptors and Atlanta Hawks from State Farm Arena. At 7 o'clock, it's the Wizards and the Cavaliers. Hopefully Cleveland can bounce back from their uh, um, disappointing loss from last night. At 7 o'clock, the Spurs and the Heat were getting on in South Beach, Florida. The rematch of the 2014 NBA Finals. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> uh, of course, at 7 o'clock, Memphis will travel to Chicago to take on our Bulls. At 7.30 on ABC. I know ABC will be covering their eyes for this mm-hmm. one, at least, at least one of them. It's the Brooklyn Nets taking on the Milwaukee Bucks from Serve Arena. That's the Saturday night primetime game for ABC. And at 8 o'clock, it's the Sacramento Kings traveling to the Denver to take on the Denver Nuggets. Going back to that Brooklyn-Milwaukee game for a second, it's going to be one of those things where I'm sure, again, ABC's probably kicking themselves, and they're probably going to 
hopefully maybe Brooklyn, you know, can kind of, you know, at least keep it respectable. I know they beat them the last time. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering that, you know, in Milwaukee, we'll see how they look after the All-Star break. But uh, it should be a fun one even without KD. But I'm sure, look, like you said, I'm sure ABC is sort of you know, kicking themselves regardless. Now, speaking of, I'm sure, you know, they're kicking themselves on Sunday's games. You know, the first half of their doubleheader, you got uh, Philadelphia and New York. I'm sure they're kicking themselves with this one. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think Ben Simmons is supposed to make his debut. I mean, I mean James Harden will be playing. So, I think mm-hmm. Harden, you know, you got to think. I'm sure he's going to want to pull on the show for the folks at MSG. That's a noon game. And probably to see, also see another uh, screaming A. Smith meme. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Fire yeah. tips now. Oh, uh, no, well, oh yeah. Well, well, I'm sure we'll be saying that a lot during their pregame. <laughs> but uh, Utah and Phoenix, that should be a fun one at two thirty. The second half. I'm looking forward to that one. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, Donovan Mitchell versus Devin Booker, of course. No CP3. They, mm-hmm. you know, look, you know, we'll see how they look once, you know, these, you know, these, the second game they have against, against uh, New Orleans, let's just say, you know, tonight. Now they got a, a tough one, this first big test about CP3. So we just see if they can pass this one. Uh, Boston, Indiana at four o'clock, not to start time. Also to Detroit and Charlotte. You know, that should be, that should be a fun one. You know, the battle of the young teams, mm-hmm. the Clippers and Houston at six o'clock. The first game of the ESPN Sunday night doubleheader. You got Dallas and Golden State. That should be a fun one. Yes. And, Denver and Portland, and the second half of the doubleheader, New Orleans and Los Angeles I'm, I'm, at, at the Lakers. So I'm assuming that they thought Zion was, was going to come back, I'm assuming. Maybe that's why they scheduled this game you know, yeah. for, uh, with the Pelicans. So, But unfortunately for Zion, it looks like he's probably done for the year because he may have to go, mm-hmm. do another foot surgery. So uh, there's, there's a lot of weird things going on down there in New Orleans. They, they, they're not taking the team very, taking care of the team very well. Some people say that maybe they should move the team. Who 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 knows? Yeah, I want to get your opinion on that, Lakina. What do you think? It's tough to predict, and I I truly believe I do not want to wish any bad luck on this person. But Zion Williams is heading down the career of uh, even though Sam Bowie did uh, has some productive years toward the latter end of his career, they having all these his injuries in college and early in his NBA career. I unfortunately I see the great Odin path for Zion Williams. Like I said, I don't want to wish anything bad on the young man, but I told people he needed to get in shape and look what's happening now. And it's- GM David Griffin, you know, he's trying to put a nice team together, but uh, it's been hampered by Zion Williams's injuries. They had a couple of coaching changes and now look what's happened. I yeah, know they've been playing better as of late, but yeah, uh, it's uh, one of those things that uh, you, you wonder like, you know, what's going on in New Orleans should be, should there be some type of, you know, maybe some people are saying maybe the team, should, the franchise should move that it's not being run very well. So I don't know. I mean, could it be maybe perhaps, you know, the Zion factor? I mean, some people are saying that maybe that Zion is trying not to work out, you know, so that he can get out of New Orleans. I don't know if that's the case, but it's sort of one of the, you know, I know Knicks fans are already saying that they should trade him to the Knicks, but you guys have your own issues, folks. So yeah. I would, you know, take, you know, take a step back there. But yeah, I, I hope we can, we can put it together. I mean, I think, like like you said, I think he needs to, you know, get some muscle, get rid of some of that uh, that baby fat, and you know, hopefully, he can be that productive, you know, star that we all thought he would be. But at this point, you know, as of right now, that's not the case. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Mister Williamson going forward. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Friday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. Let's turn the page to college basketball. Let's start off locally. Lakina, the final line I'm ranked 15th in the country. They are now 19 and 8 on the season. They started off terrible. They had a couple of players foul out. 
Their head coach, Brad Underwood, was ejected midway through the second half. But they come up three points short as they lose to the Ohio State Buckeyes, 86-83. to E.J. Liddell led Ohio State with 21 points. On the flip side for the Atlanta, Kofi Colburn, one of the players that fouled out, he had 12 points and three rebounds. Uh, he didn't have it last night. As I mentioned, he, he got in foul trouble, especially early. My guy, Alfonso Plummer, finally stepped up, had a monster game. He had 26 points, including 8 of 10 shooting from three-point range. Uh, Jacob Grandison, he had 14 points, but he struggled early. He had some big buckets late, but it just wasn't enough. Trent Frazier, who thought that he was fouling on the drive, uh, in the late stages of that game, it was a correct call by the referees. Trent Frazier was not fouled. He just made a bad play, passing mm -hmm. the, the, the ball out of bounds, in which mm -hmm. he gave Ohio State a chance to wrap up that game. But for the game, Trent Frazier had 12 points, four assists, including four of eight shooting. Lakina, I, I know some Illini fans want to get on the edge and jump off of it. I'm telling you guys, don't do it just yet. Don't do it. This team is going to be okay. I think I said this in our last episode on Monday. This team is going to win 20-plus games. I know you're going to run down their schedule in just a minute, but they're going to be okay. They're going to win 20 games before the Big Ten tournament. It's all about seeding at this point for the Illini, but the Illini must get back on track and put some wins together before uh, the big dance, which starts March 17th. It's one of those things where you were like, I know Frazier was, I know all other Illini fans were saying that he was foul, but that wasn't the case. I actually, they were down 12 with about a, like three minutes left. So the fact that they were able to come back, you know, had actually made it interesting. I think that was, that was sort of, you know, a nice testament to them. You know, I know, you know, Cobra falling out. I think that definitely did not help them. Look, EJ Liddell had 20, had 21, but hit a big shot late to kind of, you know, keep, to keep uh, the Illini at bay. Uh, Malaki, Malaki uh, Branham had you know, led the way for Ohio State with 31. So he's sort of like that, you know, that yin to uh, you know, Liddell's yang. You know, he's one of those, you know, those guards that can kind of shoot it from the inside mm -hmm. and, you know, out. So also, too, he had a lot of, you know, he was fouled a lot, too. So I think that was why, you know, in, in that sense. But yeah, I mean, like, they, look, the, look, Illinois, they just didn't have it. They, look, it happens, especially in the end of the season. You're starting to kind of, they're like about four games left. So you gotta have to, you know, start seeding wise, and they can't afford to have any more losses because, you know, there's kind of right there with Purdue for that number one seed mm -hmm. in the for the Big Ten tournament in a couple of weeks. So it'll be interesting to see how they finish up. We'll get to their schedule in a second, but you know, it's one of those it's one of those instances where you kind of like, you know, what it, it just happens. So it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah, don't forget Cal Young. Had 18 points off the bench for Ohio State. Mm -hmm. He was a big contributing factor for the Buckeyes as well. As I told you guys the last month or so, watch out for Ohio State. And they can make some noise uh, come tournament time. I'm not saying they're going to win the whole thing, but they can cause some problems for, for some teams. Now, getting back to the line on Lakina, they almost got away with it last night, but you can't play on the edge like this going forward. And as we talked about in our last segment with the DeMar DeRosa for the Bulls, how teams were defending him are still are trying to defend him. They're going to do the same to Kofi Coburn. And Coburn has to be careful on defense because people are going to come after him. And the way that his office game is, uh, he, he can roll with the best of them inside, but he just has to be careful. And that's why, in, in my opinion, other guys are going to have to step up with Jacob Granderson. And Trent Frazier, who run, who gets the team going from the point guard position, and my guy Alfonso Plummer, who had a big game last night. Somebody else is going to have to step up. At least two to three people are going to have to step up because if Coburn is going to play like this, the Illini is in trouble. 
Well, the team as a whole has to step up too. So I think that's the whole mm-hmm. thing. You know, Frazier has to step up. I know a couple other guys, they got to step up as well. So hopefully they can. I mean, well, again, we'll get to their schedule in a second, but it'll be interesting to see what they do here. Like I said, they're still right there with Purdue for that number one mm-hmm. seed. So it's going to, and that double, they're so, they're both going to be right there for that double buy in the Big Ten tournament. So I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. But the number one seed is really what you want if you're, if you're Illinois. Now, go to two. Yeah, real quick, Lakina. Also, too, Aaron Cabello, uh, he had seven points in 19 minutes of action coming off the bench last night. And Hawkins, who, who was the other player that fouled out, he had 10 points and four rebounds. So if you get something from those two guys, especially uh, Cabello, who's one of the major factors in the Illinois success last year. If you, I know he's been battling injuries and concussions this year, but mm-hmm. even get Cabello to play some consistent minutes and stay healthy, the Illini should be okay. Hopefully. Hopefully that'll be the case. Uh, UCLA lost to Oregon. Oregon, they needed that win desperately for their tournament chances as their fourth straight mm-hmm. win against uh, UCLA. I was thinking about you last night watching the last couple of minutes of that game. You were talking about Oregon for the last couple of episodes. Uh, UCLA is going to be okay, but Oregon needed that game more. Four straight wins against UCLA, Oregon. Mm-hmm. So that definitely helps them in their tournament chances. Davion Hammond had... Harmon, I should say, had um, had eight, had seventeen points. He had to lead the way for Oregon. So they, you know, I know, I know UCLA has had some, you know, injury issues. Some guys banged up, but you know, Oregon, you'll you'll take the win. You know, they beat, like I said, they beat them, you know, about a month ago at Poly. So definitely no fluke here. Uh, Arizona, you know, beat Utah by twenty. They're probably number one seed in the Pac-12 tournament right now. Murray State stays undefeated in the Ohio Valley. Just pounded uh, Belmont by 36 points. I mean, geez. I mean, <laughs> just like, you know, I, I was you know, hoping to maybe see this game be a little bit closer, but, you know, unfortunately, they they hammered them early. And they, you know, as as Jimmy Johnson, you know, said in his Miami when I mean, he was coaching the U, uh, they poured on them and didn't let up and they did not. So the racers did not. So we'll see. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so if you're if you're a brewery state, you want to make sure to try to make sure you win your conference tournament next weekend, and you know, in hopes that maybe you don't have to worry about having to you know sweat out during selection mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, Memphis helped their um, cause you know with their resume by what a nice win against uh, against Temple. Uh, Aaron McKee and uh, Penny Hardaway from their uh, NBA days. They were kind of rivals back in the day in the M- mm-hmm. NBA. You know, of course, you know, Aaron, Aaron, you know, coach, you know, played for Temple in the early 2000s. So that was a nice, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s. So that that's, that was a nice, you know, mm-hmm. a nice, you know, a good game there as well. Of course, Gonzaga beat San Francisco, you know, by 16 points, you know, held them off. Uh, USC beat Oregon State. And they had double overtime, though. 94, uh, 91, got a little bit of that game as well. Uh, DePaul, you know, I guess for their first win against Georgetown in like three years. But like I said, you know, Georgetown is having, is having issues, so not. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not going to get too much into that one. Uh, UIC, of course, with all the stuff that went on, you know, not being able to participate in the tournament. They're going to be switching conferences this year, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, they had a nice win against Green Bay. Geared up for their Horizon League tournament in about a week and a half. So, yeah, so we're kind of going down to the wire here. If you want to go back to earlier this week, um, you know, uh, UConn with a nice win against Villanova, going back to the old Big East days. And the weird thing about this is that Danny Hurley got ejected uh, in the first half. I guess he was trying to, you know, trying to, like, you know, you know excite the crowd. <laughs> and I guess that I guess that ref didn't like it very much, so he got, you know, he got the boot. But, you know, UConn was able to pull it out um, against Villanova, so that was a nice win. I think their first win, you know, against them since like 14 years. I think it might be the other, or that during when they met in the you know, in the tournament. 
when I believe was that this year? Oh, no, no, that was a little, such a long time ago. But yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, but a nice win uh, by them. Um, uh, Arkansas uh, beat Florida. Uh, Iowa beat Michigan State. Michigan State's been kind of in a free for all, so they they beat Michigan <laughs> State by twenty six points. So I don't know what's going on over there in East Lansing, but I don't know. Yeah, Tom is as we always uh, know around this time he gets his squad together. That uh, they had another bad showing, as you mentioned. Uh, it, that free for all started last week uh, with that home loss to Illinois. Uh, I, I think Michigan State will still be okay, but uh, they got to turn it around here quickly. They you're talking about another team that can't afford another loss in the conference. That's Michigan State. And Michigan, of course, you know Tyson Walker's a beast too. I know yeah, I didn't get a chance to talk about it in our last episode on Monday, but I like him. He damn near came uh, brought the Spartans back to beat Illinois last week. He did, he didn't, but but he he struggled from the field in that game against Iowa, mm-hmm. so that didn't didn't help their cause at all. Uh, Michigan, of course, you know, Jawan Howard beats has been for the rest of the season. It was a it was the right call. I mean, you know, he was mm-hmm. gonna get fired and such. I know some folks were you know freaking out that oh my god, you should get fired. You know, relax, folks. They weren't gonna they weren't gonna go that far. But I, look, I'm sure they you know I'm sure there's some things you got anger management and such. So I'm sure you'll have to agree to that. They got a nice win against Rutgers. You know, Phil Martelli who who, who coached at St. Joe's forever. So I think they're going to do just fine. Uh, they yeah. had a nice, you know, he had, yeah, they got a nice win against Rutgers. Not I think a Howard Isley, former NBA players on that staff too. Yeah. Yes, he is. So, uh, yeah. So a nice win for Michigan. So, you know, Rutgers, you know, that, that kind of makes you're you know, on the bubble a little bit. You were kind of right there, but this loss, especially without their head coach doesn't help you. So <laughs> we'll see if that actually hurts them, but yeah. Anything else or, you know, caught your eye this week. Yeah, I was going to say, Ron Harper Jr., he's got to carry that team on his back. And it, like you say, it was a bad loss uh, in Michigan, but a team that needs to have a surprise run in the Big Ten tournament coming up in less than a couple of weeks, that's Rutgers. Yeah, we'll see. I know they got a couple of big wins under their belt, including the one over to Illinois a couple of weeks ago, but uh, Rutgers needs to turn it around here quickly. Yeah, that does not help. Uh, Kentucky beat LSU 71-66. Oscar Shibway. You know, if you guys ever heard him, you guys have heard you guys have heard me talk about him. Um, you know, he passed uh, Anthony Davis and Julius Randle for the most rebounds in a single season by a Kentucky player over the last fifty years. You know, Kentucky with that rich tradition. It does also to their uh, their 18th straight home win day back to last season. Only Gonzaga and Texas Tech have more, so uh, he's probably going to be one of those guys that is going to be vying for a Player of the Year honor. So you can shoot. You know, he's right there. He's a beast. Uh, you know, on the inside, you know, if you're you miss a shot, you might as well just forget it. If you know, get the rebound, because he's gonna, you know, he does it too without fouling a lot. So, which is, you know, I know this this makes uh, John Calipari happy, but you know, just one of those, <laughs> he's one of those special players that, I, like, I don't know if he's gonna leave for the NBA. He might, but you know, he's definitely gonna, you know, any you know, NBA team will be lucky to have him. Yep, I couldn't agree more. You're listening to Second City Sports. Right here on Sports Zone, Chicago, the Friday edition. See Lakina here with you. We're live in the 11 color. Lakina, since we have a few minutes left before we shut it down for hour number one, let's get into the schedule for this weekend in college basketball, starting with tonight. This is top 25 action. We only have one game tonight for Friday in top 25. Number 25, Iowa will travel to Nebraska to take on the Cornhuskers. That's at 8 o'clock on FS1. Iowa is... 19 and 8 on the year. Same record as the final line. Of course, Nebraska, Fred Hoiberg, hard time, 7 and 20. Yeah, he the got year. the, yeah, Trev, Trev Alberts, who, you know, played, you know, football there 
uh, for Tom Osborne, gave him the uh, the okay that he is coming back next season, uh, Coach Hoiberg. It's, I don't know what's going on over there. I thought this would have been the perfect fit for him, but I don't know because, you know, players are leaving or, you know, Nebraska is unfortunately not a hotbed, but in hoops, you know, they they had their they had their, their moments a little bit here and there, but they, they really aren't. So hopefully he can get together there in, in uh, Lincoln. And, look, I'm sure Pinnacle Bank Arena will be rocking for that game. Also, to Northwestern and Penn State, that's a 6 o'clock game. So, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I know. These are new two teams. Are, I mean, yeah, great. These are two teams that have underachieved this season. A lot was expected from both of them. But uh, the underachievement uh, game, as we call it here. So uh, it, it's definitely going to be uh, one of those games where who's going to be <laughs> underachieving a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, that's your, that's your schedule for uh, Friday. Let's go to tomorrow's schedule, which is Saturday. Uh, Star-studded schedule. Let's start with uh, Purdue in Michigan. They'll be tipping off at 11 o'clock on ESPN. Number four, Purdue. They're ranked number four in the in the country. Of course, Michigan State, 18 and nine. They're out of the top 25. This is a bigger game for Michigan State, in my opinion. As we mentioned, their recent struggles uh, lost their last couple of games. Of course, Purdue, in my opinion, they are a top four team in the country that could actually win it all. So and this is going to be a important game, more important for Michigan tomorrow. It's in their backyard. They couldn't handle it last week against Illinois. Let's see if they can get up for this game against Purdue, which uh, which is a top four team in the country. This is an important game for Purdue, too, because they want to they sort of like keep their – you know they have about they're about two games up on the Illini now, so they're with that loss by Illinois last night. So they have to try to try to distance themselves from that number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. So this is definitely an important, just as important, maybe more important for Michigan State, but this is just mm-hmm. as important for uh, for Purdue as well. Uh, oh, you know the Battle of Bedlam and hoops. You know that's a CBS game at 11 a.m. This is a, a first half of that del- uh, that triple header, I should say, for uh, CBS. You got Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. That should be an interesting one. Uh, Florida and Georgia at 11 a.m. at ESPN2. Florida, you know, really needs to kind of keep winning to kind of keep themselves right there in that bubble. So, yeah, I know Tom Crean is not, it doesn't look good for Tom Crean right now at Georgia, but they played actually played pretty close, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So we'll see if they can keep it up. Yeah, at a, one o'clock on CBS, part of that triple header coverage. Number six, Kentucky will travel to Arkansas to take on the 18th ranked Razorbacks. Arkansas 22 and six, mm-hmm. Kentucky 23 and five. This is a good SEC matchup here. Should be at a lot one, of fun and at fadeability. You know, you know, these two teams have a rich history playing each other, so I, I expect this to definitely be another chapter in that in that game in that in yep. that rivalry, I should say. Yep, it should be a whole lot of fun. At 1 o'clock on ESPN2, number 20, Texas, the Longhorns will travel to Morgantown to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. West Virginia, a disappointing 14-4 on the season. Bob Huggins, he hasn't had had too many seasons like this, but he's going through it this year. Yeah, a little bit of a rebuild there. I know that they could think of her like uh, like one of their top guys left the program earlier this season. So definitely a setback, but look, I'm sure he'll have his guys ready for, for that game too. Tomorrow, that should be a fun one uh, against Texas. Uh, NC State against North Carolina, hosting North Carolina. This is sort of like the old rivalry at one o'clock <laughs> on ESPN. I know, I know, you know, NC State, but if you're North Carolina, I mean, look, look, I know some North Carolina fans were not happy, you know, with the start, but look, they've got 20 wins. I mean, Hubert Davis, I think, is keeping up that, that streak with guys winning 20 games in their first season. So that he knows how to do it, folks. So I would say I would advise folks to kind of, you know, give them a little bit of a, a little leeway here. But they've been playing pretty well. I know they got to keep winning to get into that tournament. So, but that should be a fun one as it usually is between these two. 
teams, Iowa State and Kansas State, same time on ESPNU. Iowa State got a big win earlier this week. So if you're K-State, you know, both these teams are probably going to be vying for those bubbles, that, that bubble. So uh, they got to get to, you know, both. This is probably going to be an elimination game here. Yeah, 3 o'clock on ESPN, number three, Auburn will take on number 17, the Tennessee Volunteers, and another SEC conference battle there. 3 o'clock on CBS, number 12, UCLA will travel to Oregon State to take on the Beavers. We mentioned about the Beavers' problems. They were disappointing 3-23 and 23 after making the final eight a year ago. At 4 o'clock on ESPN+, Plus, number 19, Murray State at 27-2 and two will take on Southeast Missouri State. At 5 p.m. on ESPN, number seven Duke will travel to Syracuse to take on the Orangemen. At 5 p.m. on ESPN 2, number nine Texas Tech, the Red Raiders will travel to Texas to take on Texas Christian University, TCU for those scoring at home. At 5 o'clock on the Big Ten Network, number 13 Wisconsin will take on Rutgers. Big uh, big game for both teams, but a bigger game for Rutgers. Rutgers having a they have a record of 16 and 11. And don't forget, on, too, I'm, I'm sure Wisconsin can want their revenge because they actually beat yeah. Ruck, they lost the Rutgers at the Cole Center. So I'm sure, and that's been, like you said, that's that's been a house that uh, uh, Jersey Mike's Arena has been a house of horrors for some ranked teams. So uh, Wisconsin better watch out. Yeah, that's the final line, eight too. <laughs> at 5 o'clock on the SEC Network, South Carolina would take on number 24, Alabama. Those two teams are vying to get into the big dance. South Carolina 17-10. Alabama 18 and 10. At 7 o'clock on ESPN 2 tomorrow, number two, Arizona will take on Colorado. Arizona still looking like one of the best teams in the country to uh, take home the national championship. At 7 o'clock on the big ESPN, number five, Kansas will travel to the state of Texas to take on the defending national champion, Baylor Bears. Baylor is ranked number 10 in the country. Kansas 23 and 4, Baylor 23 and 5. This should be a big one. That should be a huge game. I know, uh, I know, you know, that Obama's gonna want their events. They struggled a little bit lately, too. So that should be a fun one down there in Waco. I'm sure I think game day is gonna be there as well. So mm-hmm. that should that should be a fun one. Also, to Colorado. Colorado's right there on the bubble. So if they can beat Arizona, that should definitely help them with their bubble chances. Uh Missouri and LSU, the Battle of the Tigers. A good one here at nine o'clock on ESPN. You got Gonzaga and St. Mary's. I know. Gonzaga got the best of St. Mary's in their first meeting. I'm sure you know they're gonna want their revenge. And then I call it ESPN. ESPN two, you got USC and Oregon. You know this could be Oregon's chance to sweep both LA uh, schools. I think this will be the first time they've done that in a while. So I'm sure USC is gonna want their revenge because they actually beat, uh, they actually lost to Oregon earlier this season. Uh, Boise State and UNLV. That's at nine o'clock on CBS Sports Chicago, Sports Network, I should say. And Look, you know, Boise State's right there on the bubble. I think UNLV, they, they may have a shot. I think if they beat Boise State, I'm sure they love to play sports. So that should be a good one in the Mountain West. And let's go to our schedule for Sunday in the top 25 quickly. Number 21, UConn will take on Georgetown. That's a, at 11 a.m. on CBS. At 11.30 on ESPN, SMU will take on the 14th-ranked Houston Cougars. At 1 o'clock on CBS, we have number 15, Illinois. They'll travel to Ann Arbor to take on the Michigan Wolverines. No John Juan Howard for that one. Illinois should have no problem getting their 20th win on the season. And at 3 o'clock on CBS, number 22, Ohio State will take on Maryland. And I believe that Northern Iowa will host Loyola Chicago on Sunday as well. Big game for uh, Loyola Chicago. The Ramos to try to wrap up their regular season title in the Missouri Valley Conference. 
I think they're going to want their revenge too because they lost to Northern uh, Northern Iowa mm-hmm. earlier this year. So about a like, couple of weeks ago. So that should be a fun, a fun one. Uh, let's see. Wichita State and Memphis. Memphis needs to keep winning. Had a nice win mm-hmm. last night. We told you that. They got to keep up that uh, right there to be in that bubble. St. John's and DePaul. That's at four o'clock on FS1. Indiana and Minnesota. Indiana really feel they feel like they can kind of have a chance to win. So note the start time too at five o'clock on ESPN two. And yeah, that is your schedule for for college hoops this weekend. But also too, uh, you got to give a shout out to Rick Pitino's Iona Gales. They're fourteen and two in the MAAC, the Mid Mid Atlantic Athletic Conference. You know they take on Ryder of uh, the Iowa the Gales. They're twenty two and five. So you definitely want to be, you know, that team, you know, try to win your conference tournament because you probably won't get in regardless. I know, I know they can, I know uh, Rick Hill can't get you so far folks. So, but even still, you know, this is a, <laughs> this, that's your weekend in college football. We're kind of getting down to the wire sis on the smaller conference are just finished up their regular season. So definitely a vibe for positioning. Yeah. The smaller conference uh, conferences, their tournament starts next weekend. Of course, the big power five conferences start their tournaments two weeks from today. Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports continues with a superstar quarterback seeking a contract with worth $50 million a season. Two former Bears employees have new gigs. We have sports media news, and we have our Black History Moment of the Week. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to the Friday edition of Second City Sports, live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Throws a foul line left. Got it! Got it! Foul! DeMar DeRozan with the hoop, the harm, and one! Bulls radio with the call. 112-108 the win over the Hawks last night. Chicago 39-21 and with the win. DeMar DeRozan 37 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Nikola Vukovic with a double-double. Nice night for Zach Levine with 20 points. The Bulls host the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Chicago on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat. Wins in 7 of 10 and 6 in a row. The Blackhawks are winless in 3. They're back at it tonight hosting the Devils. Chicago's last game was Sunday, a 5-2 home loss against Florida. College Chiefs last night, number 22, Ohio State with an 86-83 win at number 15, Illinois. The Line I are 12 and 5, second in the Big Ten, chasing Wisconsin and Purdue. They're both 13 and 4. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. We've got a party of 10 coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, because they're in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. We have less than 50 minutes left of this extravaganza, our last show of the week, our last show of the day. You can go to Sports Hill Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Hill Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, the NFL never disappoints. We have a lot of news to talk about from that mm-hmm. league. And we're going to start out with the players. Of course, mm-hmm. let's start off at home with the Chicago Bears. Ryan Pace has a new gig, as we expected. And head coach Matt Nagy has a new gig as well. Look, you know, who you want to start off with first? Uh, we can do uh, Ryan Pace first. Uh, it's sort of, you know, one of those things where you wonder, like, okay, what's going to happen with uh, the other Matt Ryan, uh, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy? Now, we'll, we'll start with... Um, Mr. Pace, and look, it didn't take him long to find him a new kick. He's joining the Falcons, you know, being, you know, joined by another former Bears GM, Phil Every. So uh, I think his official title is going to be a senior, you know, senior personnel executive working under uh, the, the current GM there, Terry Fontenot. So, you know, that's a, a pretty interesting gig. I mean, he's still going to be, you know, developing players and such. And, Look, Atlanta had a you know a nice has some good players. We'll see what they do with Matt Ryan and such. They got Kyle Pitts, who was a great had a great you know breakthrough rookie season. So it's going to get to be a very interesting to see what he does in that role. But I, I mean, like I said, he wasn't going to be uh, off the you know off the market long. But uh, what do you think about this news? Yeah, I'm not surprised either. Atlanta's uh, we thought to be one of those teams that uh, were on the cusp of getting back to the playoffs. They had a disappointing year. Last year, don't forget they had to make a decision on Calvin. Really, he took a, uh, took mm-hmm. time off away from the team last year due to uh, mental health. Of course, all these leagues are taking mental health seriously, and so Calvin really decided to separate away from the team. We'll see what happens with that. How many more years that Matt, Matt Ryan has left to play in the NFL? Will it all be spent down south, or will he have to force his way out to go somewhere else? We sh- we shall see. And can Atlanta get a running back? And they haven't had a, a, a good running back in the last several years since Devontae right. Freeman and yeah. Tevin Coleman. That was the team they went to the Super Bowl back six years ago. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of questions that has to be answered in Atlanta. It, it, how interesting is Phil Embry still has a job, but the only <laughs> pick that the only pick that worked out during his tenure is that he picked up Kyle Fuller now with the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Go so, figure yeah. that one out. <laughs> yeah, I I, yeah I, I don't know about that either. But yeah, he's been over there, I think, for like about four or five years now. Uh, I'm talking about Mr. Emery. So, yeah, yeah time I'm laying low. <laughs> I know, right? You know, but yeah, I think people forgot that he, he, you know, he works for the Falcons. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it, obviously, it didn't work out here in Chicago, obviously, with uh, Mr. Pace. But well, again, we'll, we'll see how he does in, you know, in Atlanta. But uh, yeah, that's sh- it. Should be very interesting, though. Uh, no doubt about it. Now going over to Mr. Coach Nagy. Um, this just came out just about under an hour ago. Who says you can't go home again, Sid? You, uh, he's going back to the Chiefs as a senior assistant quarterbacks coach. So he's going to be coaching Patrick Mahomes again. So um, <laughs> I don't okay. think Andy Reid will give him the uh, the the call sheet. Yeah, I, I think we can not. safely say that's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, the, the Denny's menu, as we call, as we uh, famously call it. So, uh, 
Yeah, so um, I mean, look, I think he, I think you know, Patrick Mahomes will get his quarterback, you know, guru again. You know, maybe that was probably what he needed, but you know, it, it's it's yeah. I mean, it, it's so you just gotta you just gotta like you know look at this and say, mm, okay, <laughs> you just gotta. I don't want to say laugh, but you kind of yeah. have to. <laughs> yeah, Matt Nagy has to humble himself, uh, just like his older brother Matt Patricia. Have you heard a word out of him this year since he went back to England as an assistant? No. No. Uh, the same game plan should be followed by Matt Nagy. Andy Reid is one of the top coaches in the league. He's a Hall of Fame coach now with the Super Bowl on his belt. Hopefully he can get a couple more before he decides to hang it up. But I don't think you're going to hear a word out of Matt Nagy. <laughs> no, no. And I'm sure that's probably a good thing, too, if you're, if you're, yeah. if you're a Bears <laughs> fan. I think you'll be okay with that, and I'm sure. Hey, boss. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, boss. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is Matt here. Uh, <laughs> can you give me a job? Yeah, I could get you a job. Uh, we got a you can help out with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. Make sure you keep your butt out the press. Okay, sir. Uh, I'll take the job. Yeah, be you. I guess be you. exactly. Not, <laughs> but be you behind the scenes. We want to hear from you again. So uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that that's uh, very interesting uh, news there. But again, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, Brian for Brian Flores who. As you guys know, is suing the NFL for you know discrimination and such. He now has a he has a new gig. He's not going to be a head coach, but he is going to be a you know going back to his roots, being a defensive coordinator under Mike Tomlin. And I'm not surprised by this at all, because you know this you know the Rooney family. This is sort of what as you know the Rooney rule. You know his name after, of course, the, the, the mm-hmm. dad. You know, the, the, the dad, you know, R. Rooney, and he, you know, he was, you know, sort of instrumental, and in, you know, he actually helped uh, Tony Dungy get his job over at, uh, at um, over in Tampa. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm not, I'm not that surprised by this. I'm sure you know it's the Rooney family that's done this, and like the other teams, you know, I think also reached out to him for what I heard. So you know, what do you think about this? Couple things. One, we shouldn't hear too much, if not anything, about this lawsuit anymore. It wasn't a job that Brian Flores actually wanted. No, but this is reality. When you sue the league, uh, it's not going to look pretty for you. He's thankful. I know he's thankful that Mike Tomlin picked him up as an assistant coach. We One, we shouldn't hear about this lawsuit anymore. Number two, I'm sure this is just my guess. I'm sure Mike Tomlin told him, you're not the story. I know the media is going to make you the story, but you keep your mouth shut. Talk about the team. And you should be fine. And he knows firsthand about this, so I think you're exactly. the perfect guy to kind of mentor him, if you will. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, and I think he will. I think that's probably one of the conditions. I'm sure, you know, Coach Tomlin told Mr. Flores, look, like for what you said, so, I mean, look, don't look, just be, just, you know, make it about the team. Don't make it about you. Don't draw attention mm-hmm. to yourself and just, you know, just, you know, do your thing. And, and look, I, I think it's going to be very interesting that, you know, like you said, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people going to be pressing, you know, you know, Coach Flores on this, but you know, if he says, "Look, I'm not going to talk about it," if he says it, you know, very early, you know, on that, look, I'm not going to talk about it. If he says it too early, then this shouldn't be a distraction. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in the living color right here on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakini are here with you talking professional football. The NFL never seems to disappoint us as uh, the. The off the field news kit just keeps on coming. We haven't even free, hit free agency yet, which starts mm-hmm. March 16th. Lakina, let's go back to the 
quarterback situation in in particular uh, the our neighbors up north with the Green Bay Packers oh, of course the pack yeah the Packers are 46 million dollars over the cap mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers uh, with reports coming out in the last few hours he wants to make 50 million dollars a year good luck to him on that and number <laughs> 2 how in the hell Green Bay can afford him he accounts for over a, a quarter of the cap already yep. Yes. How is Green Bay going to do that in trying to surround it with pieces? <laughs> Explain that to me. I'm not a salary capologist, but you want $50 million a year. How are you going to get that in Green Bay or anywhere else in particular? <laughs> it, it's one of those things where you're kind of, and then, you know, there's all this other stuff that it, it's just, you know, okay, we're going to go through this again. And then the, G, then the GM uh, says that, uh, that he never promised, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, a trade. So, like, I, I don't know what's going on on there, Brian. And Gukas, Gukas, I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he never, you know, he said he never promised that, you know, Irvaz that he would trade him after this after this past season. So I, I don't know what's going on in Green Bay. Like I said, I, I I've heard uh, Rogers say that he would be open to, you know, restructuring that contract so it could be more front loaded so that. If he does come back, you know, it won't be a hit against the cap, but they're going to have to do something, you know, before you know, before the uh, the new league year starts because they're up against it big time. And yeah. if you want to bring Devontae Adams back, if you want to try to shore up that O line and D line, you're you know, and maybe perhaps bring some other guys back. You're going to have to, you know, be creative. And if 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 Aaron Rodgers wants to return to Green Bay, which I still doubt at this point, Green Bay has to pay him less. They have to, or else they have no choice but to force a trade. Now, in the case of Devontae Adams, uh, the franchise tag is a nightmare for players until they get uh, a contract extension, and, mm-hmm. of course, the tag is immediately lifted. But right. if you're Devontae Adams, you're playing this correctly. Hopefully, Green Bay doesn't stick the tag on you if if you still want to play with Aaron Rodgers in case Rodgers gets traded to AFC team, you can go hop on with him. But for right now, for the Packers, I know they're saying all the right things to appease their fan base, but this could get ugly again sooner rather than later. Hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll, we'll get an answer on this before we all like it, unlike last year where this sort of like it, it seemed like it was never ending. But hopefully, in this case, you know things will come back to you know. Hopefully, we'll have an answer, and then you know if he does decide to come back, I still think he comes back ultimately. Like, I think he wants to try to win it again. And mm-hmm. you know, there's this you know thing with all his personal life. We always Shaley Willie, they're kind of on again and off again now. So that that's a that's a whole nother thing. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh should be very interesting in, up in Green Bay. Now, Russell Wilson's name has been brought up again. And you know, <laughs> apparently he scrubbed all uh Seahawks uh logos from his Instagram or his various social media sites. I I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what to think about this. The Allen Robinson playbook, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess, but uh, yeah, some people say maybe a trade to the Steelers, perhaps. Some guys, some folks have you know brought that up. You know, maybe you know, probably perhaps maybe try. Some people, some Bears has even said, hey, you know, what about you know, the other Bears? Let's trade your know, trade. Uh, Did we go through this last year? Stop uh, it! You know, I know, I know, but you know how we got Justin Fields now. <laughs> you know how weird some Bears fans are. I know some uh. other places. Kyler Murray, you know, he did the same thing a few weeks back on Arizona. We didn't get a chance to talk, talk about it because of the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. He scrubbed all the you know, his stuff from, you know, maybe some people say that they're not going to trade within the division. That, that's crazy. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> would, uh, would him maybe go to Arizona? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's the whole thing. It's just we're going to this again, too, I guess, for now with Wilson, too. 
<laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand. It. But getting back to Kyler Murray, I wonder. Uh, we heard stories from other players that, uh, uh, in years past. How much is bad advice from their agents to tell them to do this and see if it works? Uh, that that's a big factor as well. So uh, yeah. Well, like I said, I think Kyler Murray will finally get his extension. But uh, just scrubbing off your stuff from the uh, of, of team apparel from your social media. Okay, it's I get silly. it. But yeah, it, it is. One thing that is not silly is down in Indianapolis. Uh, uh-huh. Looks like the Colts are one and done with the Carson Wentz experiment. Ooh, and watching ooh. television right now, as I have my monitor on, uh, Carson Wentz has does have some options, uh, mm-hmm. like it or not, because this is a quarterback league with the uh, new rules that are, are in the NFL. Could Carson Wentz be a perfect fit with the Buccaneers? That's what I heard. And I'm thinking, it, would he fit you know, that Byron Leftwich you know, style offense? I mean, mm-hmm. you got you got the you got the players there. I mean, you got Mike Evans, you know, Chris Godwin, you know, when he comes back from injury. Very likely Grom will probably end up re-retiring, so he won't have that, you know, that target. But if they do, you know, somehow get Wentz, they may have to give up, you know, a couple of, maybe a pick for him. Do the, do they make this make them sort of a, a contender in the NFC, no NFC South, I should say. I think it would. And like I said, Green, uh, not Green Bay, Tampa Bay says that uh, star-studded defense from the Super Bowl team a couple of years ago. Of course, they got beaten by the now current Super Bowl champion Rams. But that defense is still good for Tampa Bay. I think it will be a good fit for Carson Wentz. And, we'll, we'll, and like I said, they still have a chance in that division. The problem is with Carson Wentz is one between his ears. And number two, mm. can he stay healthy for an entire season? That's going to be the thing. So, yeah, and I think that's a problem. I think, I'm sure – um, coach areas and the you know, Jason Light and the rest of the, the uh, Buccaneers front office is probably something that they're taking into account. So that should be an interesting one there. And also, too, um, you like that Kirk Cousins, um, Kevin O'Connell, who is the new head coach for the Vikings. Of course, you know he was the OC for the now defending Super, Super Bowl champion, uh, Los Angeles Rams. Rumors are that he wants to work with Kirk Cousins, and perhaps maybe. You know, there's some, you know, some people saying they may try to extend the maybe Cousins. You know, what do you think about that? Again? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, is that the reason why you're in this spot? Because you spent him, you gave him so much money, and now they kind of handcuffed y'all. And, you know, uh, I don't You still got to rebuild that defense. Yep. Oh, yeah. So um, who who knows? But, yeah. Well, what do you think about that? That's crazy. Like I said, you had to rebuild that defense for Minnesota. It's been trending downwards the last couple of years. You have a nice – a player, he's going to go to his third year next year out of LSU. That's Justin Jefferson. You still have a good running back in Dalvin Cook. Uh, he was healthy for the most part last year. He, I know he missed a couple of games, but he's one of those durable running backs that you could uh, depend on. Lakina, <laughs> Minnesota, it's, it seems like we've been talking about this team the last few years. Uh, mm-hmm. they're on the cusp, they were on the cusp of getting to the Super Bowl in 27 2017 with Case Keenum, of course, uh, they let him go, and that's why they brought on Kirk Cousins. They only had one appearance during the Kirk Cousins era up there in in Minnesota, so uh, I, I think they're further away than they want to uh, admit them uh, to themselves. But it, it, it it's in flux right now. It's really it really is. Yeah, they got to rebuild defensively. I want to see if they could do that in the draft. That's probably going to be the thing. I think don't they have like multiple, like they're like seven or eight picks or something like that. Minnesota does. I thought I saw mm-hmm. some for this yes. draft. So yeah, so maybe they can use some of that to build that defense because you know that the defense sort of like was that 
you know, yeah, Kirk, yeah, yeah, Cousins did Cousins things, but it was definitely their defense that kind of, you know, held them back a little bit last year with injuries and such. Not a lot of depth there. Uh, Mr. Trubisky, some people are saying that he could he get maybe another chance to start somewhere. He could uh, start in a couple of places. I was listening to some New York City sports radio, i.e. WFAN, and one of the midday hosts were talking about uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky could be a possibility to possibly replace Daniel Jones for the New York football Giants. That wouldn't be such a bad idea. Of course, uh, the offensive coordinator, um, Dayball, is now the new head coach for the Giants. Of course, Mitch Trubisky served as a backup to Josh Allen last year in Buffalo. Trubisky wouldn't be bad for the Giants. He's a hell of an upgrade from Daniel Jones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another team that, you know, some people said could perhaps maybe, you know, Mitch could probably get a chance at starting, you know, maybe Panthers. They don't have a quarterback apparently right now. Um, yeah, Cam Newton's not coming back, and Sam Darnold was hurt the majority of last year. Colts, you know, remember, you know, they, you know they're trying to move on from Carson Wentz, uh, the Texans. Still a lot. I know there was some news that came out about Deshaun Watson's uh, legal situation, but that's still lingering. So if you're anybody, do you want to take a chance on, you know, Desha- well, we'll get to him in a second. But, you know, uh, the commanders, you know, it's going to be weird saying that the Washington team, if you're wondering, um, uh, Broncos, Bucks, Steelers, maybe the Saints, perhaps. Yeah, it's you know, a lot of the movie. Are- yeah, yeah, it's a lot of movie parts to just uh, find the starting quarterback. We know. In the draft this year, this is not the year for a starting drafting starting quarterbacks. I know it's not that many coming out this year, but this is what happens when you don't have a franchise quarterback. You scramble to find someone to lead your team. Now, there's a news report that came out uh, in the last 24 hours or so regarding the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. GM John Lynch has been quoted saying that they don't like the offers they've been receiving for Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Now, does this mean that Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back? Not necessarily, but we'll see what happens. Will they flat out cut Mr. Garoppolo? We shall see. But if Garoppolo, Garoppolo gets cut, he's going to have some options as well. Yeah, I think if you're John Lynch, you're going to try to maybe perhaps maybe trade or maybe get some picks, you know, clear up some cap space. You know, I think that's going to be another thing that's going to be, you know, thing that, you know, with, you know, with Jimmy G, are you ready for the Trey Lance era, era to begin? Or do you try to have to maybe bring in another uh, veteran to kind of like shore that up? So. Could be very interesting on San Francisco. A lot of they got a lot of guys coming back, but that quarterback you know spot is definitely still in flux. Yep, and notable uh, free agent quarterbacks heading into this offseason: Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton. Of course, the Bears will say goodbye to him. Cam Newton, I think he's still a capable backup, but he's not a starting quarterback anymore. We saw that mm-hmm. last year with the Panthers. Right. Tyrod Taylor from Houston. Jameis Winston is going to be interesting to see where he lands. Jacoby Brissett. Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, of course, Mitchell Trubisky, we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And let's see here, Chase Daniel with the Chargers. Uh, I think his days are done. He can become assistant coach. And Trevor Simeon from Denver. That should be interesting, too. Maybe perhaps maybe going back to Jimmy G for a second, perhaps maybe him in Indy replacing Wentz. You know, that's what, you know, that's what Lewis Riddick, you know, thinks that could happen. So, Mm, I can kind of see that. I mean, he's got the weapons there, so and he has he has the old line there too, like he did in San Francisco. So maybe what? try to maybe maybe try to do maybe do a swap, I guess, and maybe just say bye bye to uh, the. Old, I I don't think Wes is going to be uh, all four in San Francisco, so I think they might just you know mm-hmm. trade you know both of those trade up and just you know maybe they release him and just take the money, but who knows? 
Who do you think? I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, who do you think that the Pittsburgh Steelers should pick up? We know Mason Rudolph is there on the depth chart. Ben Roethlisberger is retired. Who do you think Mike Tyler will go after? I mean, I'm sure he'll go. He'll try to go maybe go after uh, Mitch. Maybe I don't think Cam would fit in that offense. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, I could probably see maybe Jimmy G going there. Perhaps. Um, yeah, they'll have look. They'll have their choices. I mean. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, one take a chance. I, I don't think uh, Mike Tom is going to want to take a chance on him, perhaps maybe, you know, trying to come on. So, you know, getting hurt again. So I don't know. Unless, you know, they, unless, unless, you know, Pittsburgh is going to be okay with not being very good for this coming upcoming season. So I don't know. I mean, it, it, they'll definitely have their, their choices, I feel like. And the Colts GM, Chris Ballard, who worked with the Bears organization some years ago, he's going to have another quarterback selection to ponder. Who do you think they're going to get? I know it's not fellow Rivers, that's for sure. He's enjoying his family night with his nine kids. You <laughs> hmm. said you asked the question. You asked the question. You didn't answer the previous one, so you, you ask. I think for Pittsburgh, they might hold out for Aaron Rodgers. He wouldn't be bad. Of course, you have. Juju Smith-Schuster, who was injured last year, he's going to come back this year. Uh, you still have a, a couple of other wide receivers in Washington. Uh, he stepped up last year. You still have Chase Claypool. So I think Aaron Rodgers could work out in Pittsburgh. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. I think Pittsburgh is a, it's a dark horse to uh, if they can trade from Mr. Rodgers. Indianapolis, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Could they go after Garoppolo? Well, they're one of the teams that were uh, off, uh, offering some pace for his services. Who, who who knows? But I think Pittsburgh's in a better position than Indianapolis in terms of uh, getting a starting quarterback for a couple of years. Could Indianapolis go after Russell Wilson? Yeah, that's probably that's another question. Yeah, we didn't think they'd think... go after Wentz a year ago. Could they go after Wilson? I mean, if you're Pittsburgh, well, India, I should say, you're in a kind of like in a, I don't want to say you're in like a, a slightly easier division, but that that AFC South is better, to, is a much easier uh, division to win than the uh, AFC North. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, would you want to go to Pittsburgh, have to deal with Baltimore in their defense and perhaps maybe Cleveland in their defense? Do you really want to be able to try to maybe c- compete with that? I, I'll give you this, Lakina, before we break. Aaron Rodgers, if you want to play in warm weather or a controlled climate, like you said, the AFC South is, is much much easier. You're playing in a dome eight times a year in Lucas Oil Stadium. You could you travel to Jacksonville. You the only weather issue weather wise, you have to deal with the rainstorm. You have to rain on that day. But you go to Tennessee, you go to Jacksonville, and you go to Houston, which is in dome inside mm-hmm. in the dome. You're indoors at least. The majority of the year, ten times, and you're going to play in good weather. That's twelve times out of sixteen. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, if you don't don't want that wear and tear, and, and a controlled climate, Indianapolis would be the better option. The question is for Indianapolis: Would you bring Devontae Adams over with him? Do they have, and they have the money to do it too? So that's going to be mm-hmm. very interesting too. If you know, Chris, well, this is this is Chris Ballard's first rodeo, so I'm thinking that. And, and like I said, like I just said a minute ago, sorry for the sneeze, folks, pardon me, but uh, it, it's one of those things where you wonder, like, you know, they, like I said, AFC South is a lot easier to win than the AFC North. So if you're Aaron Rodgers and you do get traded, I think you're probably going to want to go to the Colts, perhaps. And like you said, so you could be, you play indoors, you know, like two thirds of the year, if you will. So 
it's definitely you know right there for you. Yeah, I know Denver's the favorite. Rogers should be traded. Denver's the favorite because his former OC is now the head coach of the Broncos. I don't know if they could pull it off. If they can, so be it. But I, I don't know. But Indianapolis football-wise sounds more of an, uh, a better option on paper. But uh, things are shaking up to to uh, have an interesting offseason. Like I said, free agency starts March 16th in the National Football League. And the NFL will never disappoint, so we should see what happens with these fireworks going forward. We have to take our two-and-two break when we return. Uh, The broadcasting booth of the National Football League could see a major shakeup, and we'll give you the details on that. Uh, The MLB lockout. Can we finally get it together, folks? Can we? Can we? Can we? And we'll have our Black History moment to wrap up the show for today. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Throws it, foul line left. Got it! Got it! Foul! DeMar Wilson with the hoop, the harm, and one! Bulls radio with the call, 112-108 the win over the Hawks last night. Chicago 39-21 and with the win. DeMar DeRozan, 37 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Nikola Vukovic with a double-double. Nice night for Zach Levine with 20 points. The Bulls host the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Chicago on top of the Eastern Conference by a half game over the Heat. Wins in 7 of 10 and 6 in a row. The Blackhawks are winless in 3. They're back at it tonight hosting the Devils. Chicago's last game was Sunday, a 5-2 home loss against Florida. College Chiefs last night, number 22, Ohio State with an 86-83 win at number 15, Illinois. The Illini and I are 12 and 5, second in the Big Ten, chasing Wisconsin and Purdue. They're both 13 and 4. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. We've got a party of 10 coming in, and we need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, because they're in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in Living Color right here in Sports Zone. Chicago City Lakina here with you for this is our last segment of the of the day, last segment for the week. Lakina, let's finish off the finish off strong. But first, if you have a question or comment on our any of our topics during today's show, we have less than a half hour left. You can go to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's continue the NFL talk. Let's go off the field as we can possibly can see a major shakeup across the networks of CBS, Fox, 
NBC, NBC. and anybody else that, uh, that want to get involved, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, ABC, ESPN, yep. Yep, and of course, we are referring to Troy Aikman. It appears, of course, to Andrew Marshawn of the New York Post, it appears that Mr. Troy Aikman, after 20-plus years at Fox, will will leave that network to join ESPN to become an analyst for ESPN's Monday Night Football coverage. Uh, Rumor has it that they're targeting Joe Buck. He has one year left remaining on, on his contract with Fox. Of course, Joe Buck called games with Troy Aikman over the past several seasons. And, of course, Joe Buck does baseball for Fox as well, and along with the U.S. USA golf coverage for Fox as well. Lakina, of course, Tony Romo makes, I believe, $17 million with CBS. Mm-hmm. Troy Aikman was looking for a big payday. It looks like he's going to get that with the four-letter network. Uh, of course, there's rumors that Al Michaels, of course, he's done with NBC. It looks like if Al Michaels doesn't join Amazon to do that Thursday night package, he looks like he may return to ESPN ABC to do that Monday night football coverage. What do you think about this potential carousel with our NFL booth? We talked about this, you know, in the last couple of months, you know, we said that, you know, Mr. Aikman, you know, Troy has said that he would, he would be open to, you know, doing both, but this move, you know, this move is always a wild card, you know, various reports have said. So it's interesting that they have, you know, maybe uh, once this is a main name official, but, you know, apparently, you know, I guess maybe he said that he's been one, you know, some rumors that he might wanted to move out of there, out of, out of Fox for other reasons. But it's going to be very interesting, though, because, you know, for a generation, people have, you know, people we've seen, you know, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck do, you know, super, they've done like, what, like 12 Super Bowls together or something like that. So, or I think like nine or 10 Super Bowls. But it's sort of one of those things where it's definitely going to be the end of an era. Now, if you're, you know, Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, not, no, not the Dallas head coach, Mike McCarthy, but Mike McCarthy, who does a great job, you know, who's, he's also very plugged in from a uh, frontline sport. And he is saying from, uh, yeah, so he is reporting for an office sports, I should say, he's saying that perhaps maybe Sean Payton might replace him. Uh, Troy, I mean, in that, in that booth with, um, you know, Joe Buck, if they don't get Joe Buck to come, you know, if they, if they can, you know, if Fox get you know him to stay, you know Buck to stay, and also too, you know, if you're ESPN, okay, what what if you can't get uh, Al Michaels? Now, Al, if you listen to the podcast he did, I forgot which uh, with who, but Miss talk about Al Michaels. There, uh, there was a there was a name there that you know people may not know too much about, but someone who's Al is uh, we're very close with Frank Gadelli, who was the veteran. Um, you know, producer for Monday Night Football those last few years. It was on ABC before you know, before moved to ESPN. Also, too, he was there for the, the last few years that Al was over at NBC. And but the thing is that Mr. Godelli's already signed on over at Amazon. So you know, he might have you know Al might have you know uh, gave up his leverage a little bit. So if you're Amazon, you're thinking, hmm, let's try to get you know get Mr. Michaels now that we you know dangling Mr. Godelli in front of him. Now, also ESPN, what do you do with um, Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick? I mean, I actually like those three together. Now, they could keep them in some capacity, perhaps because remember, that new TV deal doesn't kick in until not this season going up for, but next season in 2023. Mm-hmm. So you wonder, okay, maybe they'll maybe they'll have the new, perhaps maybe do college football. I mean, I know um, uh, Steve and Brian did college football for like four years before they moved over to the Monday night side. Do you kind of keep them and have them be like the B team for when you get when ESPN and ABC does get those extra games? 
So there's a lot still to figure out in this whole carousel. And look, unlike the NFL on the field, off the field, though, it's it's always it's fun as well. So <laughs> it's just, yeah. the carousel is just, you know, the soap opera continues. Yeah, if they get Al Michaels to come over to ESPN ABC, I think everything else will fall into place. But for Fox, of course, as you mentioned, the rumors out there with Sean Payton replacing Troy Aikman with the Troy Bucket in that number one TV booth. If they if that doesn't happen, could they bump up Greg Olson from the number two uh, mm-hmm. team to uh, join Joe Buck? That's an option they have out there as well. Can they get somebody else who just recently retired, i.e. Tom Brady, if he wants to do it, which I doubt, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll see. I know Peyton Manning and his brother Eli has the Manning cast on ESPN, but I don't think they will rule Peyton Manning over to join Joe Buck at Fox. Of course, the, that that broadcast team will blue. Uh, across the uh, broadcasting mm-hmm. world, but I don't think that's going to happen either. So I think Fox, out of those networks, has the toughest position of all. I think Amazon will be fine as far as filling up their broadcast team, but Fox is in a difficult position. And they really are, especially, too, if you do get, let's say they do get you know, Coach Payton to come on, what if he only does it for one or two years? What if he gets an offer you know, in, a, mm-hmm. in a year or two to perhaps maybe coach another team? So Which could gonna, happen. Which could happen. He's only fifty-seven, you know, which is which is crazy because he's been around forever, it seems. But you know, mm-hmm. he's still young enough to be coaching. So if a if a you know, they're gonna have to entice him a lot, you know, have an out clock or something, or maybe maybe go for the future. But then again, you know that 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 number two duel of Greg Olson with Kevin Burkhardt is actually a really good duo too. Do you break mm-hmm. them up to put Olson at the top? I don't know. That look, Eric Shanks over at Fox at Fox Sports. He that's something he has to figure out. Yeah, and also, too, uh, I think a wild card in all this, and he's actually done a great job over the past couple of years, and that's Jonathan Vilman. Assuming that you bump up Greg Olson, would, do you bump up Jonathan Vilman to the number two team? He's done a pretty good job. I mean, I, yeah. know, I, know, I know it's a long job, but maybe a key to leave. I know, I know it's probably not going to happen. Maybe not, not not this year of the yeah. coming season. But, yeah, maybe – couple years down the road so yeah that look fox has a lot to figure out and they got a nice little depth there and uh maybe mark sanchez you know i don't know if they're gonna move him up to the number two spot but you no. know do you think do you, do you think they move him up a little bit so yeah that's that's still a lot they have to figure out and if you're if you're in like a tough if all the networks you know go through all this with a, it's a tough spot you gotta think you know fox is probably that that network and one more wild card and all this and it just came to my to my dome my head <laughs> <clears throat> Daryl Moose Johnson, he was the number two guy with Dick Stockton back in the day and also with Kenny Albert. I know he's currently calling games with Chris Myers. They're the number three, number 14. Would you back, bring him back to the number one spot with Joe Buck? He was there before, before Troy Aikman got it. it so. Exactly, exactly. Or, or, at least, or, or at least he was near the top. I don't know if they were 1A or 1B. I know if um, past summer when John Men were still number one at the time, but I think he, you know, Moose was right there. They kind of mm-hmm. bumped him back, so do you – bring him on. I mean, you know, he's very, he's very good and very knowledgeable too. So exactly. Maybe they might, you know, this, they might, I mean, but again, you know, having Aikman there, especially with now that ESPN is going to ABC ESPN is going to be having a lot of their more of their games going to be on ABC and ESPN in a couple mm-hmm. of years, they're going to have the Super Bowl in a couple of years. So in 20, 2025, you know, starting, you know, they have two Super Bowls during that, 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 uh, that TV deal that kicks in next year. You know, with Aikman now and whoever they whoever they pair with, I mean, if, what if you can't get neither of them? Who do you? <laughs> I mean, ESPN's in a pretty tough spot too because what if they can't get you know Al Michaels? Because it seems like it was a done deal. Now it's not official yet. What if you can't get um, uh, Joe Buck to come uh, from 
Fox, do you do like a do like a swamp thing where uh, you know Joe does base the baseball season and then he does the NFL stuff for you know, for uh, Monday Night Football and you know and playoffs and Super Bowls and such. So can he do that? I don't know, but look, there's still a lot of pieces to figure out. And look, you know, Mr. Abe is going to be making like I think what about ninety million dollars or like something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, he got he got the Tony Romo and. From what I've read, you know, he wasn't very pleased that Romo got that big contract in his first year, like first two years of doing it since he's been doing it for like almost you know, 20 years. So he wasn't very pleased with that. And also to look at NBC, of course, with uh, with Mike Tirigo taking over Sunday Night Football. Uh, I know there's rumors that Drew Brees is going to do the games along with him. Where does this lead Chris Collins? Or will he retire or will he go over to Amazon? Or we, will he go back over to Fox? So there's some major shakeups there that's potentially coming for that what network about, as well. What about Drew Brees? I know some people said maybe Drew Brees, they might try to plug him. I think he does pretty good in those games. I know some people, you know, didn't like him when he did that. They did that um, Rams Bucks uh, wild card game, but divisional game, I should say. But mm-hmm. I thought he's pretty good. I mean, I, look, I heard him do those Notre Dame games, but but I thought he and Tariko sounded good together. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago. We're live in the 11 Color City. Lakina here with you. Lakina, uh, before we get to our Black History moment, let's spend just a couple of minutes with the latest update from the MLB lockout. Of course, uh, the players and owners are meeting in Jupiter, Florida. Of course, the owners have given a, and Commissioner Rod Manfred has given a quote unquote hard deadline of reaching a deal. On uh, by Monday, February twenty eighth, I still believe they could be, a deal could be reached to save the one hundred sixty two game regular season by this time next week, which is March the fourth. And so we'll see what happens with that. This is the latest tweet from Jesse Rogers, a Chicago guy from ESPN and ESPN one thousand. And this is his tweet for about a half hour ago. After about seventy five minutes together, the sides have separated. Dig Monfort, Ron Fowler, Hal Steinbrenner, owner of the Yankees. Bill DeWitt and the league negotiating team are meeting on their own, as are the players. Hmm, okay, so so there is a little bit of movement, but not enough to perhaps you know deter from that deadline coming mm-hmm. up on Monday. So I'm I'm a, it's it's oh Jesus, I I don't know. I mean, could they perhaps? Hopefully, they'll figure it out. I if I were the union, I would call baseballs buff and say, oh, we'll cancel games. They don't really care about canceling games. They don't give a freaking mm-hmm. hoot. So I think maybe less games are better. I would say maybe 120 games, you know, start maybe in April and perhaps maybe, you know, end on sep- in September. You got 110, 120 games and you're right there and you can have your Mr. October stuff for the World Series and whatnot because you're getting to the point where you're starting to compete with the NFL, which is something that you don't want. And some of those games, especially with Fox, when Fox has the that 325 game, you have to go right, mm-hmm. you know, from there and go right to the game. But also, too, you're competing, you're competing against Sunday Night Football. So, yes, they've yes, you know, baseball has held their their own the last few years, but they're going to have to figure out, you know, sort of the maneuvering in the in the, in the schedule. Like, and I think there's other factors too, you know, salary cap and all that other weirdness that stuff they've got to figure out. So, I don't know. Do you think they will figure it out? I don't think they will. I think they'll eventually figure it out. I, as I said before, I'm still optimistic about this, and, and this is this will come down to the 11th hour. I think the 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 players' association will call the bluff of the owners. Uh, I was listening to John Heyman, who's also an insider for MLB Network and Odyssey, and he says that I think uh, he says that he thinks that a deal will get done at the last minute. This all posturing by both sides, like you said, like who's going to call who's bluff first? 
And I know that the owners, uh, of course, the owners have locked out the players, so they want the players to cave in. Who, but who's going to bluff first? And that's all it's going to come down to. Yeah, that's exactly. And I feel like, you know, I think they will figure it out eventually. They just won't. I think there will be some games missed. There might be a week or two of games missed, but. But here's guess, the thing. We talked about this before, Lakina. Uh, the players, they don't get paid until the season starts, which is in April. And right. if those games cannot be made up, uh, th- there's going to be a problem. And I think, uh, like I said, the owners cannot afford to lose games. You cannot, most importantly, you cannot afford to lose fans that they're in their uh, early uh, preteen years in uh, in the, in, the, in their 20s. And because baseball, you saw what happened the, the last time they had a work stoppage in 94-95. A couple of franchises suffered, i.e. the Montreal Expos. Of course, now they're the Washington Nationals with the World Series from the 2019 under their belt. But uh, we're in a different space now. We're in a different time. Social media is taking over. It's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. There's a whole, whole lot more options for fans to go to. Of course, we we saw that in 2020 before the baseball decided to get back, uh, get back on track with that late start uh, in in the last week of July. Uh, you you have a whole lot more options now. You know yep. with uh, UFC, of course, uh, NFL is still rules king here in the United States. But mm-hmm. you saw that uh, the Korean baseball organization had. Yep. Their games aired on ESPN during the pandemic in 2020. So there's a whole lot more options. Now, look at soccer. I know you're way more bigger soccer fan than I am, but look at the Premier League. It's yep. on CBS. It's still on Peacock, uh, the streaming service mm-hmm. from NBCs, and that's getting a lot of uh, um, uh, numbers, a lot of ratings. So there's a whole lot more options than you had 28 years ago. Also, too, with uh, March Madness starting to come up a little bit. Yeah. I mean- in a few weeks, and this I mean, is baseball's time to get people, especially fans in cold weather cities like here in Chicago, to get mm-hmm. excited, wrapped up for the upcoming season. If you don't have any uh, games to talk about, any previews to talk about, you, we usually do our preview shows right around now, so it, it's affecting everybody. But if they can't get a deal done by this time next week, uh, baseball's shot itself in the foot. I don't know if they will ever recover. This could be worse than 1994. Well, it, well, well, look, that, that's saying something, too, because, of course, mm-hmm. you know, the White Sox fans, again, you have a good team that's, that yeah. can contend for the AL and of passing the World Series, and then what, look what happens. So they're having labor issues, so it's sort of unfortunately par for the course. And if you're in baseball, I think you need to figure all this out, because if not, you're kind of getting to the point where you're going to be like becoming a niche sport mm-hmm. with NHL. We'll get to in a second. With NHL, with NASCAR. Those are the three of sports. I mean, look, NASCAR, I think they're becoming an afterthought, too. It's more Formula One and NHRA at this point mm-hmm. with them. And also, too, with baseball, you know, you got to think maybe college hoops, you know, college football. You know, they're starting to kind of, you know, pass them up. So if you got baseball, spring football starting up, I think uh, the yes. XFL is XFL, yep. I believe, uh, is next USFL. year, I believe. Yeah, and the USFL, you know, USFL starting in April. So, yep. So they just did their draft. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you, you people have options now. So if they can't look, if they don't have baseball, then hey, you got you get all this other stuff. You know, hey, look, MLS is starting this. You know, uh, this weekend coming up. So mm-hmm. you know, hey, you, you're you're getting you know you become you know Champions League. They're gonna be having another you know round mm-hmm. of sixteen match on CBS you know, over the. <laughs> For the next few weeks, you know, start, you know, they did the last couple weeks. They're gonna do another, another couple of weeks. Also, of course, the Premier League, like, like you said, so NBC and Peacock. So, you know, there's a, a USA as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, yeah, you've got people got options now. This is, it's not like 1994 where you just sit there, you wait. People aren't gonna wait anymore. 
Exactly. And plus, uh, with the whole, not just we had video games back then too, but with the whole eSports um, yep. uh, ta- uh, yep. chain taking off, um, yeah, Ma- yeah, <laughs> who needs Madden to watch is- live baseball anymore? <laughs> right. You can, you can just play it on your, uh, on your, uh, on your whatever device you got, you know, whether it's your, you know, this device here, your laptop or your, mm-hmm. you know, your phone or, you know, or your, or your, or your PS3 or your know, PS5, I should say, or whatever, or Xbox. So, PS6. Joking, both joking about PS6. They might be developing that too as we speak. Yeah, but the right. Nintendo <laughs> Switch. They pay another five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And then the Nintendo Switch. So yeah. So you got you got a lot of options now, and also too. I mean, look, the NHL to their credit, I mean, they're doing what they can. ESPN, the Rays have actually been pretty solid. You know, for them, we'll mm-hmm. get to them in a second. But yeah, so you know, if you're baseball again, if you don't figure it out soon, you're going to, you're going to be kind of like in, in, uh, kind of in oblivion. So bye-bye. Yeah. So hopefully they can figure out something soon as we come in, down the stretch here, as far as uh, the, the owners are concerned with that hard deadline for set for Monday. You're listening to second city sports, the Friday edition right here on sports house, Chicago. We're live in the living color. I'm Sid. That's looking Lakina. You wanted to mention the NHL real quick before we wrap up today's show with our black history moment. Yeah. Just want to uh, you know, give a shout out to the Calgary flames. They swept their homestand early this week, seven. Oh, they're like one of the first teams to do that in, in NHL history to have at least that. And Elias Lindholm, who I'm surprised he's like getting a lot of, I'm, I hope he's getting some metric for MVP honors. Um, he became the, flip, the fifth player in history of the league to score a goal in eight or more straight, eight or more straight team games. Games, you know, they've won each of those games. So they, they don't, they don't, actually they don't even have the best record. They have the best record in their division, the Pacific, but they don't have the best record in the <laughs> NHL. <laughs> you know, but but that you know that that honor belongs to the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, oh, should I say the Colorado and Avalanche? Yeah, they've been playing it very well as as well. So you know, you know, they're starting to you know this season starting to wrap up a little bit too. So. And also the Blackhawks is down to their final three for uh, GM. So it, or I guess we're going to find out perhaps maybe before next week is over with, we'll see if, you know, we'll, they'll have a, a new GM. And also to uh, sh- shout out to uh, Scott Powers for uh, he's the uh, senior writer for the athletic mm-hmm. and he covers the Blackhawks as well. Uh, he does a great job with Mark Lazarus and yes. uh, he had an interesting Love article Lazarus. posting off uh uh, posted yesterday on the athletic. If you guys haven't subscribed to the athletic, please do so. They do some great work. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of people on that work for the athletic in, in the past. Uh, Scott Powers did a great job with this article about Pat Foley. Of course, Pat Foley, this is his final season calling games yes. uh, behind the mic for the Chicago Blackhawks. So of course, they've been doing um, uh, guest uh, play-by-play um, folks uh, all season long including friend of the show jason ross and uh, and it gets really deep into why pat foley uh is uh, uh this is his final season and they really get deep into the story behind behind all this let's just say this without giving away giving it away lakina pat foley uh mm-hmm. he still has the passion to do this but i'm still giving the side eye to the organization and i'll leave it at that after reading that article yeah i think i know what you're talking about too because i've I've actually read some other articles and i can kind of say look i mean you we love you know jason ross you know he's done a great job he's actually gonna be doing the game tonight i believe so against the new jersey devils yes yep so the devils as me i'm not even it's an old sci-fi reference folks you can go yeah Uh, I know Chris Vosters, you know, who's done a great job. You know, he does a lot of games there. Hopefully we can get him get him on the show at some point. Mm-hmm. 
um, Mike Monaco, who actually first started doing it last season. He's still doing some games as well. So, you know, there are a lot of great, you know, young, you know, announcers, but, you know, is whoever they pick, I know that, I know there's, I know there's been rumors that they may do two announced teams. You know, there's some rumors about that, mm-hmm. not just stick to one, but the way they're treating uh, Mr. Foley, it's just kind of, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't I don't want to go in deep into it, but yeah, right. they, just, they, should be, they, should be, they should be treating them better. I'll, I'll say that. Mr. Foley, better. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll, like you said, we'll see what happens with the Blackhawks going forward. Last uh, couple minutes of the show for today, right here on Second City Sports, the Friday edition, right here on Sports on Chicago. Uh, Black uh, Black History Month may be ending on Monday, but this is the our last show for the month of February. Let's end this uh, this episode with the Bangalakina and digging in the crates, Big Mama's crates today. Uh, we're going with. Harold Melvin in the Ooh. Blue Nuts featuring Theodore Pendergrass, a.k.a. Teddy Pendergrass. If you guys can look at it, if you're watching right here on YouTube, of course, I'll describe this album cover the best way I can for those of you listening back on our replay uh, on uh, War on Anchor. Yes, this is Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. Mm-hmm. Of course, Harold Melvin, Melvin passed away uh, mm-hmm. in back in 1997. And for those of you that want to know his story, go back uh, on YouTube. Type in Unsung Teddy Pendergrass, and you'll find a whole lot more right there. This album came out on Philadelphia International Records back in 1975, right before Teddy Pendergrass went solo. Of course, he had a great solo career. Of course, he had that tragic accident back in 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, this album is called To Be True. And let's flip it over. Side one, where are all my friends? For those of you in Chicago like we are, that's a classic house music anthem. Yes. Where are all my friends to be true? Pretty flower. Hope that we can get together soon. And that's all the songs on side one. Side two, nobody could take your place somewhere down the line. Bad luck. That's what you got. That's what you got. That's a, uh, another Chicago house music classic. Mm-hmm. And all because of a, of a woman. Of course, if this album was produced by the legendary team, Kenny Gabble and Leon Huff. So this album, Harold like Melvin, the Blue Nose, featuring Teddy Pendergrass, was released back in 1975 to be true. So that's yeah, our Black is- History moment for today. Yeah, this is one that was one of those albums where they kind of got them in that got them kind of like it became household names. Not a, lot, like a couple of minor hits there, we have, like you said, with Bella and such. It was more, it, it, like I said, it was more of a uh, you know, underground hit, if you will, you know, here in Chicago with a couple of those songs you mentioned. But yeah, so mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was actually one of their first albums, you know, Gamble and Huff. You know, they produced so much, you know, so many great music and wrote so, mm-hmm. wrote so many great songs from the 70s and 80s. That was that's been sampled by a lot of uh, artists. So you know, nice little shout out there to Harold Melvin, the blue blue notes, who I feel is very underrated, I have to say. So yes. that's you know, I think that you know that should be like you said, though that's a yeah, that, that part in the the Ung song with Ted uh, with Teddy Pendergrass. I think it's one of those things where you know it'll, you will be you'll be learning a lot about you know how Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Yeah, and of course you remember that song Wake Up Everybody. Of course, that was a symbol mm-hmm. uh that song is still being played today. And of mm-hmm. course, if you know the uh the story behind that, that was one of if not the last hit by Teddy Pendergrass and in the and the Harold Melvin's Blue Notes. Of course, that that sprung on Teddy Pendergrass's freedom to his solo career. Of course, he had a great solo career. Of course, he had that tragic accident in 1982. He was paralyzed until he passed away back in 2010. Lakina also too. Uh, Showtime uh, Cable Network did a documentary on him about three or four years ago. I believe it's on YouTube as well. If you have Showtime, you can go look for it. And, and it gets into the details about the accident 
and mm-hmm. uh, and about and it gets into a great detail about him being a crossover artist right before that accident. Of course, when that happened, all those plans were uh, scrapped. So uh, look for that documentary that Showtime did about him about three or four years ago. You'll be enlightened as well. Gotta check that out too. I heard about that. I forgot to record it, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's on YouTube somewhere. I got yeah. my own. I got my own little black history uh, fact here. Um, Madison Bowie, who is who, who's had a couple, who was drafted by the Capitals. He's playing in uh, Vancouver now. Has doesn't play very much. He's more of a utility guy. But he wrote. He's African American. He's uh, from Canada. He wrote a really uh, great essay earlier this morning that he published on the Players Tribune. You know, telling you about the story of how he got into hockey. How it, it was his dad that kind of encouraged him, and you know, because his dad played hockey and. Um, you know, the, the history of uh, blacks and hockey goes all the way back to the late 1800s. So get, learn a little bit of history there, folks. You know, the love's been there. You know, we, you know, we talk about hockey as much as we can here on, on this show. Mm-hmm. And look, I think, you know, if you check out that Madison uh, Bowie uh, article on the Players' Tribute, that you'll, 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 it, you won't be disappointed. You'll, you'll, you'll learn a lot. So my little black history fun facts. Hashtag Brothers for Hockey. We got to get Evan F. Moore on this show. Uh, yeah. Of course, I, I worked with him. Uh, he was a guest co-host on the Dean Davis show. He he has a book out now called uh, Game Misconduct, uh, Changing the Hockey Culture. And uh, that book is doing very well. So we got to get him on, the sh- on this show at, at some point. So shout out to Evan F. Moore, another Chicago guy. So um, great job, Lakina, with that black history, uh, black history fact. Uh, with the game of hockey, hashtag brothers for hockey. So, uh, ch- like you said, check that article out on the Players Tribune. The great actually, job, you know keep- Actually, you know what? what? We actually have one more day because Monday's the twenty eighth. So you guys yeah. can find out more fun facts. So we'll yes. try to get some more facts for you on Monday. Yes. Also, do some breaking news. Uh, Derek Rose will undergo a minor procedure on his right ankle. That's according to Shar Sharma. It looks like Tibbs will be given the uh, pink slip and link card if the Knicks uh, refuse uh, if the Knicks uh, don't make the playing terminal the playoffs. So uh, 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 the tie continues to go downwards for the New York Knicks. Great job today, Lakina, right here on Second City Sports, the Friday edition. Great job. As you mentioned, we have one more show left to go for the month of February yep. uh, for Black History Month. And uh, things uh, things are uh, looking alive for the Chicago Bulls. Of course, the Yay. final line will play Michigan on Sunday in Ann Arbor. That's mm-hmm. on CBS at I believe at one o'clock. So still a good fun field weekend for your sports viewing pleasure. Yeah, no. For and me, hopefully, no. baseball can get his act together. I yeah, want to be surprised we- when we come back on Monday. Yeah, Please. I, I hope so. I hope so. I would love for that to be the news that, you know, that we start off that they finally figure it out and we can talk some baseball. I'm looking for. Let's hope that's the case. But uh. With that said, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan's McGee on the IG. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms. And make sure you follow War Media at WAR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Be sure to catch Second City Sports every Monday and every Friday at noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. One more again, as you kids would say. <laughs> Make sure you catch Second City Sports live in the living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. 
All right, so for Sid, I'm Lakina. It's getting there, guys. We're you know, grilling season's coming up. You know, weather's gonna be warming up soon. So if you're gonna, if you're not gonna get vaccinated, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask. I don't care what the the mandate says. You know, and still, but even still, be good to each other. Mm-hmm. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Well, all my friends, get it together, baseball. Yeah.